All right. Hello, Race Brain Podcast. My name is Rich Ryan. Joining me right now, Bracken Crocker. We got Jack somewhere. Who knows? He's doing stuff. He gets like people tell him what to do. He has to go and do stuff. And BK and I, we're here just hanging out. Yeah. We run our lives. We are at the wheel. That's correct. BK, man, this is not a topic anyone's really going to care about. But you smoked me in fantasy football. <laughs> that, that was the biggest blowout in, in in league history. I looked it up. I thought I was playing you. I mean, you uh, were Nick Riker. Me. I know. That's the trick. I went through the roster trying to figure out who is who. Because there's Mr. 3020, and then there's... What's the other one? Inquisitive gym teacher. Inquisitive gym teacher with Nick Riker's picture as the profile. Yep. I even trash-talked Riker in our group chat thinking Good. I was playing him, and he was just <laughs> catching strays. That's how it should be. I mean, he sucks anyway. But. He does suck. My team, it shouldn't suck, but it did suck. But we're not here really to talk about fantasy football. That's a topic that is not very interesting. People are like, oh, my fantasy team, I had Tua. Congratulations. I had uh, freaking, oh, my God, I forget it. Tyreek. Yeah, great. Congratulations, Bracken. I drafted Tyreek in every league I'm in. Smart move. I got but, two and two out of my three. Smart move. Writing, I just thought the writing was on the wall. Oh, you, you just knew? Oh, they, he, Tua started out so hot last year. Mm-hmm. And he's either going to die or be crippled or he's mm-hmm. going to be all pro. In my, that, that's my read. Starting off all pro. In, uh, in another league that I'm in, I had a, a, again, last thing on the fantasy football, <laughs> I was getting murdered. My team was terrible. And... But I had the Cowboys defense, which I thought about dropping because I'm an Eagles fan. Just out of principle, I'm like, I don't really want to root for this. I'd rather them lose. That's better for my life. And I was up uh, like what would be the equivalent of like 14 points or something like that. And Aaron Rodgers was left playing. So I was getting crushed, had my defense bring me all the way back. And on the first series, Rodgers is out. So taking that win. So I I think I made a deal. With some with like the devil on this one, but I'm taking. I'm not getting. I'm not drinking forties again. No. Do you see that tweet? Some NFL insider, or whatever, put out like 30 minutes before the game or something like that. He's like, an hour from now, Aaron Rodgers is going to tear his Achilles because of this terrible water-soaked turf that <laughs> that MetLife really? has. And then like 48 minutes later, he did it. Did it? Is it officially? Did he? Is he? Is it torn? I didn't yeah. see. Done Dang. for the year. Done for life. I think he's out for life. Yeah, that puts you in a tough spot. So he's 39. So you're 39. I'm 36. I'm not 39. 38? 37. What? Who's 38? Yeah, Kent's 38? Turn in 39 next year? We're, we're this, like, Kent's like uh, th- two months older than I am. Oh, I thought we're, he was a year older. We were both 04 in high school. You were 05. That's right. That's right. I'm, I'm used to sitting across from Kirk. I say 39 now and it feels young because he's a full 40. He's way out there. I got a lot of time. He's a quattrogenarian. Yeah. Anyway, at our age. Thinking about coming back from a torn Achilles, which is like, what, 13 months? Yeah, I think. And it's not like ACL, where you can do a lot of the things along. It's it's just a worse recovery, I think, than ACL or things like that. Coming back from that would be tough for us. You mm-hmm. add in the fact that he's he's going to be 40 when he comes back in a league where young, giant, enormous, explosive people hit you. You come back, and you're probably not yourself, or you retire, and you just like whimpered off into your into your retirement there's not really a good option for him i think he's out man i think he's got like 
It's tough. Yeah. If it, yeah. If it is 13 months, it's a full season. Like, will he even be ready for next season? Now, all rehab cycles are dropping. Like, ACL used to be 13 months. Yeah, but he's 39. Now, people are talking like, yeah, it's eight to nine month recovery time. So maybe everything is dropping slightly. But yeah, he's 39 and he doesn't take care of himself. That was your whole thing. Well, what do you mean? He takes, his mentals are on point. Maybe. Taking care of his mentals, taking care of his chicken. My thing is, if you have to disappear into the dark for three days, you probably aren't on point mentally. <laughs> you wouldn't do a, 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 a darkness retreat? No. No? May, I what? mean, maybe, but out of curiosity, not out of necessity. And that's fine. Like, Do what you got to do to take care of that mental game. But if you need it in order to make a minorly to majorly significant decision, then you're probably not in a super solid place. Are, are those also like the silent retreats? Or is it actually darkness? I don't really know what these things are. The way I envisioned it is he disappeared into a yurt with no windows for three days. Wow. Solo? Right? Like he's not, he's not talking to anybody. I assume so, which is going to be relatively quiet. But then after a while, every noise is going to be super loud. It's just an interesting thing to go through. Last night, I don't know what I ate, but I had like 45 minutes of debilitating stomach cramps followed by like an hour and a half of slowly farting myself to death. <laughs> and then it was done. But if you're Too locked in- veggies a, or what's going on? You just like, I don't know. I think it was the meatballs I had. Ooh, meatballs, not so fresh meatballs. But if you're in a yurt for that, first of all, the the noise would be deafening after two days of silence. But where <laughs> is that going? Meatballs in that yurt? Where is he? What's causing him to know. do that? Like you're detoxing throughout there. What if you start having terrible body experiences and you're just stuck in there? That 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 air's not going anywhere. It's just nature, man. They probably give you some sort of cleanse to That's some, what I'm saying. some sort of like, but pre pre yurt. Before you're in the yurt, seven days. Yep. You're just drinking green juice. You're feeling okay. You got to be adapted to. You probably need to be like a little bit more fat adapted. He's eating though, right? How's he seeing what he's eating? Is it all finger food? I don't know. Is it like one of those blind, blind dates that they have where you show up in the dark, blindfolded in a restaurant and you eat food and date someone blind? Have you seen those? No. Is that a show? I think they did a show on it, but it's a thing that some big cities have. You do it blind, so it's all personality. Totally dark. I think eating would be hard, too. I think you'd spill a bunch. It'd have to be like uh, Ethiopian food or something where it's like, yeah, the bread that's like a sponge. Yep. It'd have to be very yeah. hands. If you yeah, utensils, like sushi or something with chopsticks, that's not going to happen. Sushi is great finger food, though, if you it could be finger food. chopsticks. Yeah, maybe I'm a different... A different like a ramen or something is probably also not great. Yeah, yeah you don't want a, a hot bowl of ramen somewhere on the table in front of you. All right, we're just going to start. We're, let's talk about High Rocks, Warsaw. We have a bunch of things to talk about today, uh, including we want to talk about the CrossFit 5K. That's Jack's baby. We had some updated information about that. Hmm. I, have a, I have a couch that's being delivered right as we speak, and you're going to hear the dog. He's going to be letting us know that these couch people are not welcome here. What kind of couch you go with? Because I, I think this says a lot about a person and what kind of furniture they order. So we, we, we didn't have a TV here. Right, but we got our. We're getting our basement finished. We're we're close to it being completely done. Like the floor's done, it's painted, the guest room's ready. And I got a TV. Went out and got a TV last weekend. And What'd you get? You know, I'm a researcher. I I was. I should have. I should have asked you. I thought about. I was. I was. You uh, should have. I know. You have thoughts? You tell me what you would get. Well, 
I believe that the mid, like the upper budget or low end mid range is where TV's sweet spot is at these days. You get a lot of LED technology in there, even some like OLED in there for well under a grand. So I think Hisense is probably the best budget TV right now. Mm. But you can go with a a TCL, it's going to be a downgrade, or you can get a Vizio still. But I think Hisense is the sweet spot, if I'm saying that right. H-I-S-E-N-S-E. That's how I was pronouncing it as well. I saw those. And then just reading some reviews, uh, LG just seemed like it was the the move. Everyone's like, go LG for sure. Everyone's like, LG is just going to be reliable. I don't want to get another TV anytime soon. And the space is like relatively big, so I want, but I wanted it to be like huge. I wanted it to feel like a movie theater. I haven't been to the movies since COVID, so I wanted it just be okay. We started going again with the kids. That's right. You saw what the Gran Turismo. We saw that. We saw the Jurassic Park Dominion. We saw. I don't even know what that is. Oppenheimer about the kids to Oppenheimer. No, but Lisa wants to see that. I would definitely go see Oppenheimer. It's. I feel like I need to be in a theater for a three-hour movie just so I'm not breaking it into four parts. Right. You know, so I can really sit there and be immersed in it. So I wanted a big one. I was looking at the 65-inch, and then I was looking at the OLED, and then that got a little bit pricey. It got a little mm-hmm. bit pricey, so I went with the QNED, which is that mini LED technology mm-hmm. still. And the differences seemed negligible. It's like something with a side view, like but the dark, the black, the viewing angle, bit more saturated. How much light is in your room, and how high quality is your source coming in? Which I don't think you're gonna have to worry about any of that with a basement, and you're not streaming 4K. We're good to go. So, what size? It, 65 inch. Ooh, that's a big so boy. It's pretty big. I, I was like trying to use like the augmented reality situation that they have on Amazon, so you can like put yep. it in your room. And I was like, man, this looks pretty big. And then we went and picked it up. I was like, this is huge. This is way bigger than I need. But then we set it up, and I was like, nope. I'm, I'm, even if it's like a little uncomfortable, I'm still, I'm still doing it. Oh my goodness, Jack Bowers here. I know I almost didn't show my face after that beatdown that the Patriots took against your Eagles, but uh, yeah, I'm here. I wasn't really a beatdown, but I, I didn't talk. I didn't talk one piece of shit to you all weekend. Real, realistically, like one toe drag on what the ten yard line and the the final minute of the game, it could have been completely different. Yeah, well, when your players suck, that's what happens. Yeah, th- this type of football conference rivalry rivalry has no place for stats or reason or logic. This is a purely emotional based argument. Yeah, and the Patriots totally. suck. You can if you can barely beat Mac Jones, that's not good. Who? I don't think the Patriots suck. I think no, the Patriots are actually pretty good. Mac Jones yeah. is funny because he can't throw it to the outside or past 12 yards. But the middle was open for him, and he was taking it. Yeah. He had a ton of yards. But he once it got past, it was like if it was beyond 10 yards, <sighs> you weren't going to convert. Once Hurts had that fumble, I'm like, ah, oh, they're, they're going to bring down Tom Brady. He's going he's gonna to get substituted in those final three minutes and just lead him to victory. All right. Jack, I don't know what the deal is. Jack's, Jack's out of here. This episode's rough so far, squad. And, ah. I also wanted to say sorry to our YouTube viewers. We did have an issue with the software that we've been using last week. I almost smashed my computer out of frustration. I didn't. I'm happy about that. But we did not get the video last week. We were able to salvage the audio, but the video just didn't come through. So sorry about that. We should be back this week. Thank you for watching. Thank you for subscribing. If you're not subscribed, subscribe. Check us out. So, Jack, now that you're here, are you unmuted? Are you set up? (laughs) No.
You know, it's um, like he never arrived at all. Let's continue with what we were doing, Rich. Uh, we, we're couch delivered, 65-inch TV. Your dog's yeah. going nuts. Dog's going crazy. Rocks. We did We did try to get a couch down there, like a like a big kind of like L with mm-hmm. a chase. And we just went to like one of those uh, kind of budget furniture warehouse situations to get it. And it didn't fit. And it's a basement, and it just didn't fit. So last weekend was all about shopping for couches. Went to some bougie places, trying to figure out like the trying to get like a modular situation so expensive mm-hmm. that we went back to the furniture warehouse discount place and just found one that fit so we have like it's an l i think that's where we're at now no 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 chase yeah. chase all right how's this chase good you get a little closer uh, I, I have the at uh, this is the same exact distance that i've been away for the past two plus years every single time that i've set yeah, up my you, mic. We have new, new mic what are you talking I know about that and i've got to adapt the, so the closer you're a dinosaur. Right, I'll make it work. Goodness. He's talking about all oh, the same distance that I'm away from with my freaking head. We need right, a boom arm. We need boom arms. That's official. This isn't this isn't working the way that we wanted it to work. Alright, while he while he figures that out, I'm gonna I'm ask the going question on, the on air that I keep asking you off air. High rock shoes. Yes. It's been a whole year since we've really, really had a big competition. Not a whole year. But is Endorphin Pro 3 still the best mix of Super Shoe, Traction, and Lockdown? I think so. And stability. Or is there, is, is, are you going to roll with anything different coming up here in España? I can't, I can't risk it for Spain. I might bring my Rocket X 2s. I, ro- I want to use those in competition somehow. But just I don't. Pop. Just more pop. Feels good under there. And like de- and like I'm using them on the road a little bit more, so they're probably worn down more than I want them to be. But I, I think that I think that that's the move. I'm very interested in those deviates, though. Those deviate nitro deviate two Twos. elite. There's too much, too many words in that. Too many words in that. Yeah, the the trend of using a base word and then adding on is like a, it, I feel like it's a very well engineered phrase, but it's not consumer friendly. Deviate no. Nitro, Deviate Nitro Elite, Deviate Nitro Elite 2. Uh, I don't know. But I am interested in those. Those sound cool because they're a little bit lower profile with a plate. It seems like these brands are going either or. It's like it's like a 5K version of a shoe with a lower stripped down version that with no plate or it's a different type of plate. Or it's a marathon shoe with a huge stack height and a plate built in there. There's some that are kind of like that Hoka Mach X. Is a little Even bit like that. that. It's it's. Not I'm not a, a racer, believer though. in these tempo shoes. Actually, they always end up being my least favorite versions. Huh. I like the Hoka for just running. I've been wearing them for just my easy runs, and it's mm-hmm. nice. But, but they for... don't do either end well. No, they do the middle, just okay. I agree. What about what about the fast stars? Would you ever spin those? I would try. I've just have them so beat up now that I wouldn't like the, mm. the traction on the the bottom is like okay. It seems. But it's too beat up. I would like to give it a spot, give him a spin, though. I think w- what I would ask for from Patreon is for someone to gift me a an experience at a cobbler workshop, like <laughs> some sort of apprenticeship for cobbling. I, I went down a deep rabbit hole of soul swapping this past weekend, trying to get those We're two not cents to Ouija work. Board. Talking SOLE <laughs> soul cobbling a new sole onto the bottom of an existing shoe. I think that's where hybrid future, not future, but present sits is 
get your shoe, get your bottom, sole swap appropriately. Because when I swap them, they always end up too heavy because I have to use too much glue and I have to... You're always, do I take more off the bottom to compensate for this? But a real cobbler just knows what to do. And they originally, they can affix these bottoms with a minimal amount of adhesion. Well, maximum adhesion, minimal adhesive. Mm. It keeps weight down. E6000 is fantastic, but the amount that I use so that I trust the bottom, it adds ounces to the shoe. Do you think we could just send you a bunch of old shoes and you could just practice? Just everybody ships their old shoes to... No, I, th- I think you got to learn Crocker from a resident. master cobbler. You don't think the- you could craft this on your own? You don't think you could practice your way to be a master cobbler? A little, little thing. Uh, maybe, but I think he could shortcut the process. <laughs> For sure. It'd be like sending someone to YouTube and say, become a hybrid coach. Oh, it's easy. I think if you just interned with you for a month, you would learn three years worth of YouTube in that month. I, the tools, decoupling the midsole from from the, 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 the sole. What is the easiest way to detach things and reattach? What tools should I be having? Hmm. I think just one weekend even seminar with a master cobbler would do it for me. Would this be in like Norway or somewhere? I don't know. I feel like where, where are people Are the cobbling? Norwegians known There's for cobbling? There's a guy, cobbling? Jared Price, who that wooden, I work with. Who makes with? those wooden shoes? <laughs> Jared Price lives in Pocatillo, Idaho, and he has a local cobbler who's still like reshotting every all the hunter's boots because they buy these like four hundred, five hundred dollar boots, and you got to get new soles on them from time to time. And I feel like there's people like that around the nation. I wouldn't mind going overseas, but I think it'd be more of a strain on the Patreon. But someone I needs agree. to point me in the direction of a master, and then yes. I can build everyone their dream hybrid shoe. You can be the expert in the field. Just be I making will. dozens of dollars a week. We we, we have uh, uh, polls and questions that people can answer if you're listening on Spotify. We'll put that in the, the, the poll this week is where can Bracken become a master cobbler? Master cobbler uh, request or no, no. Referrals. Referrals, yeah. So I assume you got to know a guy. Big network out there. Yeah, it's probably not just for like you probably can't go on like Airbnb experiences and just get like a cobbler. You probably you got to know somebody. Yeah, and I don't, and you don't. We were gonna talk about High Rocks Warsaw, but now that Jack's here, we have a bunch of things to talk about. High Rocks Warsaw. We're gonna talk about uh, the World Championships, the FISO World Championships for OCR a little bit. But first, Jack, your baby, your topic that you love more than any other topic, the CrossFit 5K. The CrossFit 5K. Yeah, Madrid's gonna hold a special place in both of our hearts you're going there soon and they just ran an actual 5k and one of their uh cross what, what, what's it called invitationals or they call it like the, at this the, point yeah fitness championship they have some sort of championship yeah. they called it they rebrand all the time kind of like spartan race always does with the nbc national series u.s national series u.s championship it's just they just rebrand every couple of years but bottom line it's quite the difference in times when when you see what they actually ran in the alleged 5K course for in Madison at the CrossFit Games versus what they did in Madrid. So I think everyone already knew, but uh, for some reason CrossFit HQ is still unwilling to back down that the CrossFit Games was not an actual 5K. Dave Tasher went on his podcast and he he was like, "Yep, measured it three separate times, twice or so, like he, six separate With times, two wheels." Like that. We had two wheels at the same time. They're just like spinning against each other. So like he confirmed sh- he went from we measured it three times to six. six. Yeah. Which Isn't means it's it, it puts shit. to bed all theories. <laughs> There's only one option now. 
It was absolutely measured in yards. Had to be yards. That's yeah. the only option, and that's okay. We've talked about this. It's okay, but it's it. hilarious to me that they, they're focusing on, we measure it. We know you measured it, but you just say. the wrong thing. Yeah. Pull that wheel out and see what it's set to, and it's he, going to be imperial. He could have ended this thing in like 10 seconds. He could have been like, guys, I know. We looked it over. GPS files are short. We did measure it three or six times, whatever. It was set to yards. We screwed up. It was still a cross-country endurance run, and you know we'll, we'll fix the labeling in it. It wasn't a true five-kilometer race. That's it. End of story. They shouldn't put a up. distance ever again on it. No, they should never. They, they've never done that in the past. Like well, that, it's five yards. Twelve-minute run. It should have been a three laps for time, like approximately one point two. Yeah, but the thing is, at seventeen to twenty minutes on course, plan accordingly. But it's not just CrossFit. Like, remember when Hunter was doing OCR stars and he had the one-mile time trial, and people were stopping midway through the stri- the home stretch, yeah. like because they're like, "Oh, my GPS said this." It's people just don't understand how to measure distances properly. Maybe we just take it for granted because we have a track background. But like, <laughs> I don't understand how there are so many issues with distance measuring so often. Here, here's my issue. Okay, I want to be clear on this. I don't care how fast they ran; they're all impressive. They all are stronger than all of us. However, it's like one bad apple can ruin the bunch. That's how I look at the anything sport-wise or anything that's based around accuracy. Like if you can't measure distance, I don't trust you to measure time or weight. If you say something wrong mm. about one thing and it's the thing I know, how am I to assume the things I don't know as well are being totally knocked out of the park? So if you have this thing and you double and triple down, people are like, I think it was yards, not meters. And he's like, we did it three times. Like, yeah, but the time's wrong. I think it was yards. He's like, okay, we measured it six times. (laughs) That doesn't reassure me that anything else is accurate. There's this concept that when humans read a newspaper, they read, and I've talked about this before. They read every story and go, oh, interesting. Oh, wow. Oh, interesting. And then they get to a story written about their line of expertise and then they pick holes in it. it's like well that's inaccurate that's wrong i see what they're saying but they're misinformed this person clearly has like a cursory level of knowledge and they ran with it this is terrible this writer's crap this whole thing is wrong everyone's gonna believe this and they shouldn't and then they turn to the next page and go oh that's interesting i never knew that (laughs) for sure and and so that's how i feel that's how i approach a lot of things now is that if I spot constant flaws in the thing I know about, what are you doing in the things I don't know about? So to see the head of sport of a major, major competition that makes that kind of mistake, it just it's not a good look in general. And again, I don't care about your times or distances because they're all impressive. Yeah, and it's just like the doubling down on it is what is a little infuriating. It shows like a level of incompetence, right? It's like right. It, it was incompetence that got them to the 5,000-yard measurement. And like, it's it's a mistake, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. just a mistake, and like people didn't it. realize it. It said five thousand. They weren't running it. That they brought, they may have tested it, and probably just thought like, man, these athletes are great because they don't know. But just like admit it. Who cares? <laughs> it doesn't change the race things. But but you're right now, Brack. And it's like, even if they did test that uh, the Helena Helena or whatever. Um, event that had 400 meter runs where they were coming in in under mm-hmm. 70 seconds like not a 400 i can just tell you that it's not even though that's a doable time for a lot of people for those people in that workout it's not doable 
So Lisa, so I mean, first for anyone who's listening that doesn't know, I live an hour from this event site. My wife has an aunt who lives about 15 minutes from it. The next time we're up there, I might bring my wheel and <laughs> wheel the exact course they used. That would be that would be solid. I don't. Know, and, we have access to go in the thing though, in the stadium, because it looped through the stadium. I won't have access to that. Can you go up over it, and then like measure out where you stopped? I mean, it's point to point through it, right? They came in straight across and out. I think so. And so, if you went around the stadium and picked back up, took a longer route, and you were still short, it would be definitive. I think that's a good call. But what what, we, what did happen with this 5K is what we saw in the Madrid championships or whatever. Uh, Lazar Dukic ran 20.30 in Madrid at the games. He ran 17.02. And Jonah Koski was another one who ran 21.40 at Madrid and at the games he ran 18.14. If this was High Rocks who had to explain this away, they'd just be like, they just had an off day. It wasn't the course. Off day. We don't want to penalize people for off days. Yeah, I saw. I read through because I'm. I love these comments because again, I don't have a dog in the fight. I think it's funny, uh, but the most common. I think you all read it. The most common defenses were that a, it was a much hillier course. B, we have no idea about their cycle leading in, and if they were coming in more fatigued, yeah, of course they're not going to run as fast. And then C was you guys are idiots. Like in incels, grow up, get out of your mom's basement. <laughs> so if we discard that, because yeah, they're right. Then the last True. two is hilly course or a fatigued course. From the running world, let's look at cross country, which we all ran, and we all had hilly courses versus flat courses. Give me the spread in a high school cross country 5K from a fast course to a slow course. Well, I, I can tell you this kid, Aiden Cox, he set the record <laughs> at Dairyfield Park, which is like super hilly. I know that's his last name. Uh, but anyway, he he was like 15.10, and then at Nike Outdoor Nationals, he ended up running 14.20 or so. Um, I was going to say so about like, a minute. It's yeah. like a 50-second, and we have about 200 feet to 50 feet of elevation change in that course. And you're not going to find much more than that. One minute max. I would say a minute, yeah. You're exactly right. How, how, how much was the dairy, regular dairy? Dairy, field? dairy, dairy field's field? like 200 to 250 feet. It's so built London on the dairy backs. field? Yeah. No. 250 is a lot for 5K. Huge. It, it's built on the back of a of a uh, ski an mountain. Apple so, yeah, an apple orchard. Wrong, yeah. not max. Come on. Yeah. Gotta be. So, yeah, we, like they're just, it was just wrong. It's been wrong and it will continue to be wrong. And I hope we never stop talking about it until they admit it. I think they're just going to try to like wait for it to go away. Mm-hmm. And shout outs to Madrid for making this 5K. They could have easily just not. You I know, like it. they're like, oh, let's actually just do a 5K again. And just to, like because that's something that they wouldn't test almost ever. And also shout out to the athletes. They've been so level headed and consistent from the beginning. They all have said, "Listen, it was short. My GPS said super short." And then this one, the guy, one guy, the only guy who even partially defended, he's like, "I ran both. To be fair, it Will was Morad. significantly hillier, but it was also a full three miles, three point one <laughs> compared to the other one." Like, yeah, like yeah, three and a half minutes is. If That'd you can be... run within 90 seconds of it, I'd even, like, sure. Sure. And that would be great. Like, if it was 90 seconds and Lazar Dukic ran 18.30, I'd be like, that's, that's impressive. Really, yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's very good. Eve, I said it to Lisa because her PR is, like, 20.30. Can you imagine me, 50 pounds heavier, 
running 2030. That's really quick. Really fast. It's still impressive. I'm still impressed with you gents and ladies. Yeah. Didn't, we have, didn't we have a conversation last week where we were talking about, like, Rich, you weren't in peak form for your deck of fit in Phil, or a couple weeks ago for Philadelphia. And it's like, how, how far off would you be if you're in, like, just nailed it form versus otherwise and it was like a minute? There's no way, there's no scenario where you'll ever be three minutes off when you're no. at that high of a level. Like, that, anything. That's right, what I mean. Jack. That's why it reminds me of High Rocks, where people are just like, yeah, it could just happen. I'm going to be better this time. Oh, I was worse this time. Like, yeah. Three minutes worse? Five I, minutes worse? Three yeah. minutes you could at least cut out if, like, you cramped in one. Or haste horribly <laughs> and cramped. You completely blew up at a terrible one race. One minute per mile. Could you be like, well, oh, I was running 5.30, now I'm running 6.30. There's I no, went out in 4.59. Yeah. Jack, I want your math brain on this. All what right. is the percent worse in 5K from 18.30 to 20.30? To 20.30? I don't know, probably like 15%. Okay, so what would that be like in a CrossFit total difference? How, what oh, would we have to 7%. see in that? To show CrossFit that, total, like if CrossFit total you, was what was the winner? He was like six hundred and fifty, say. So what's what's fifteen percent worse than that? Could that be explained away by training fatigue or not or being better. peaked? It, you said it was six fifty. Say six fifty. That would be like five eighty five. It's like seventy five pounds. Seventy five pounds lighter. What well, would be heavier? Because that's what this was, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's fifteen percent better. <laughs> seven seven twenty. Imagine. Right. Imagine I was if Jack Jack was stronger today. <laughs> I was strong. It, man, just nailed <laughs> it. A strong day. <laughs> All right, we can put this we'll, to we'll, bed, right? We'll but we that. never will. Yeah. No, this is, this is this is a huge win for us. It's a huge but when win for the a recent event when they just like double down on it, or Castro doubles down, and then they run the event again, and it's three minutes. To, come on, guys. It's, they'll never. They'll never have a standardized event ever no. again as they, they never should have no. they never should have it's let's not the him, purpose of the games no let's see him throw the shot let's see him do the hammer throw hammer throw or jab <laughs> jab would be fun they did a softball yeah, throw one year injuries though how about how about the the backward sandbag toss like sure. in uh in gora games remember that thing oh that's that was like a stupid was like a five pound sandbag yeah. it was a super light sand. like you so just stupid. didn't know the technique and people got eliminated because of that basically so for sure i would have respected castro so much if he got on and said listen this takes place in america we did yards because america you could have all been like that's awesome perfect <laughs> 5k thousand yards i'm uh, that was again like the Oh, back to OCR uh, stars. International competition, three mile run, mm-hmm. three, three mile time trial. It's like, yeah, okay, and a one mile, kind of. All right, you know off. who this reflects worse on? The worst out of anyone? Who? Chris Hinshaw. I because he should know better. He, he, he needs to know. He was in the comments saying like, "I'll hop on a on a podcast to explain anything if you have any more." I'm like. Don't do it. He's going to be like, they, they told me, and yeah. I have yeah. to say what they say. So that's the only explanation. That's the explanation. Is, it's definitely. I got it in my ear, and I said it. Because those guys weren't running five anything's. No. Like, you just look at them. Like, this is going to you know what? You know it's going to turn into the news where every single thing that they start from now on is going to be allegedly they uh, you know did this. It, that, that's going to be the new thing every single time when they measure something. They can own it though. You see those NFL commercials that I thought were fantastic about the script following the NFL uh, script. I don't think so. I didn't see. I didn't oh see yeah, the I didn't see it yet. 
yeah, uh, it's what's his name from Key and Peele host this the script meeting and there are players there and they're like, what it's if we just appeal. write this Mahomes guy out yeah. in general? And Tyree kills like, yeah, 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 yeah. I vote for that. <laughs> and there, it's, it's really good. It's, it's a good commercial, but CrossFit could do that. They could just own it. They could they make fun it. of themselves and own it, but <laughs> they don't have that in them. Well, and that's when you same get time. I've been watching CCC on the treadmill mm-hmm. from the UTMB weekend. And they've had some announcers on there saying some pretty outrageous things. Like one person stopped, a woman who was in first or second stopped to grab water out of the stream. And the female announcer, I forget who it was at the time, says, and there's Sheng She or whoever sprinting past her. Well, <laughs> she's running eight-minute mile pace, which is impressive on this terrain, but stop saying sprinting. No We've all been watching happening. for five hours. No one's sprinting. And then no they kept moving. saying things like that. And yeah. There's outrageous things. You, you get caught excite. on the mic, you say things you don't maybe believe, but... Bracken, what's get... the most... What's the most ridiculous thing you've said on a broadcast? Do you remember? Yeah, sizzle reel of Bracken. I mean, it's takes. probably a ton. I'm as hypocritical yeah. as it gets. I, I'm super judgy of commentators, but probably the worst stuff is knowing, not knowing who the person on the screen is. Or we're staring at this like this pixelated little clip. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That's hard because you like maybe never seen them before, and you're the worst for me. Because I generally watch them back. It's like game film, right? Watch it back. Try to get better at it. Take notes. So I was watching on the treadmill, and there was one race I was watching just going, oh, my. It's so obvious who that person is because I'm watching it on a 50-inch screen now rather than on a, a, a pixelated laptop with 12 different. And I think I talked about it after that one. But the whole race, I was so ashamed. I was sweating, like, out of my pores, like, on my on my cheeks before my workout even got going. So I was like, I'm so embarrassed. This Stress is Stress yourself out. I, use it all was your energy. Rocks. I was like, and we haven't even seen Megita yet. And Megita's on screen. <laughs> Winning. <laughs> that was embarrassing. Uh, it happens. I would ask Rich, but he's never done one. So I have been a commentator twice now. And my points, amazing. Oh, Nothing well, hypocritical. Yeah. The, uh, never mind, never mind. Your, your Abu Dhabi, we've done it a couple times. And that doesn't count. High, high Me and BK class, were on yeah. the on the mic for OCR World Champs 3K? Going against you and somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Veej. kicked your butt. Yeah. You and Veej. Nobody you watched. You did Battle Veej, Bunker? VJ's got, right? got the new podcast. Should we give him a quick little shout-out there? one 800 Fitness. Check Him it out. Ashley Heller. Yeah. Gonna be dropping soon. Take a look. It's like a Q. It's like a Q and A format. So check them out on Instagram. Write them some questions. Have VJ chime in on on your life. I could never. I have a hard time telling recently when he posts something if it's satire or not. I think that's his bag. Yeah. I didn't some, know this was actually a podcast for a while that he was actually going to do. It's actually. Yeah. I know that now, but when yeah. when I first saw it, I thought it was a, a an extenuation of VJ Joggins. He likes to be in the gray. He doesn't want to be defined as any one specific thing. I like it. So it could be real, yeah. could be not real. You gotta decide. It's up to it's it's your own journey with VJ. Imagine if VJ David Joggins. Goggins sends him a question. One of the, that's gonna be like <clears throat> VJ Joggins meets David Goggins. That could be the greatest. Those two would not be compatible. Unlikely. Yes. <laughs> no. I don't. I don't. I don't see them jiving very well. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. High Rocks Warsaw, and I saw how they spell Warsaw in Poland. That's not how I would spell it. That's for sure. <laughs> so it was the first the race system. in Poland. We had on the men's side, Eric Woodward took the victory in 
Then we had Graham Holiday second, 64-11. Martin Michelius was 64-25. And Austin Azar, notable from North America, was 65-58. On the women, women's end, we had Caroline Worded. Worden was 72-31. Bonnie Lohman was 72-56. And Hannah Bergen, a lot of ends. Everyone's ending with N. Ended with N. Was 118-24. So, notably... On the men's side, these are good names we've seen before. A couple of the 15 people, Eric Woodward, solid. He's got a couple 62s to his name. These times are bad. Eric these was are... in Heat 2 also, right? What, is that right? That I thought I saw something that the winner was from Heat 2. Because Austin said he crossed the line in third and then got bumped down. Maybe I misread his recap, but if that's true, that's crazy. So what do we make of this? He's done 62s before. Because for yeah. almost all the men, we have markers from relatively recently of what they've been able to accomplish. So what do we make of the Warsaw race? They got some American sleds over there in Poland. Look, that's what it looks like to me. Plus some. Did they put the wrong weight on it, you think? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I want to give them the credit that we've been denying them for years, which is I think they got screwed over. Terrible. Ridiculous. I think they got a maybe the worst course time-wise in history. The only thing that could have been worse is if they had pulled off that indoor-outdoor parking garage elevator escalator ramp of New York. Miami. They had Miami. Uh, Yeah. 120 was the winner there. (laughs) Garrett Mitchell. Holler. Not accurate. Just an off day for the whole field. Yeah. Standardized. So, notably here, Martin Michelius and Graham Holiday, they've been in the Elite 15. Graham Holiday finished fifth this past year at the World Championships. Martin Michelius was somewhere in, like, the... I think the eight to nine range in 2022. And then Martin was the top age group finisher outside of the Leafs to 15 at Manchester and just snuck under 60. So he's been under 60 a couple of times now. Graham Holiday has like a 57.10 or something mm-hmm. like that in Glasgow. And then not, that not so much. Is this the not, biggest spread we've ever had from a sub, a sub 60 guy? Makita with his back probably. Yeah, yeah. Could've. I mean, if you're looking at numbers, probably. But if it's from two podium efforts, two podium efforts. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, in the, in the in the wrong direction. Sometimes we'll see athletes, and I think Graham was one of those. I think he was like a 69, and then dropped to a 57 in like two races. But now, this is just way, way, way the other direction. Yeah. Is that making you nervous for Madrid when you're heading over there? Like, did High Rocks Europe do anything different? I was looking at some of those Spain, Spanish races and, like, kind of looking at the sled times and, like, comparing them to, like, some of the athletes who came to the North American race, the championship races, and then plugging their sled times into the Spanish times. And I just looked at all the Spanish races. We're going to be fine. Okay. We're going to be fine. Good. I think it's win-win for you because if it's a fast course, you get to put up a fast time. It'd be great. But if it's yeah. a grind of a course, you get to beat – you have the opportunity to prove that you've been right the whole time and that you can beat Europeans on a grind. And then you just come out in first and say, listen, I beat everyone head-to-head. It's what I needed to know. So I think it's win-win for you. I really need a time. I don't really need to win. Yeah, but it would be good yeah. for you in your – like not your brand but your image to, to just give some credence to what you've been saying. But you a little bit. Time. 
I would much rather run a fast time and get like third and then still be able to run in, in Chicago or mm-hmm. wherever. Because if I go over there and get these sleds, my season might be over. Like I might not be able to race in a single open race the entire year if this Spanish course is a Poland course. I picture Rich wheeling the course, weighing, measuring, counting the stacks, making sure that everything is what he wants. I'm going to take off the weight on all the sleds and flip them over and see which ones are like the least beat up Mm -hmm. and then just run directly to that, to that lane. That's what I, I would imagine happened here is that these Polish sleds are the old Germany sleds. These are just like hand me down equipment. So I'm looking right now at Graham Holiday. He said, High Rocks Poland recap. Not my best race, not even about the time, just the mindset within the race for me, blah, blah, blah. Sled pull, heaviest sled I've ever pulled. It took me two attempts to actually get the sled moving two to four inches. I'm not sure what was wrong here. It definitely wasn't my training. I'm the fittest and strongest I've ever been. Um, and then my thoughts on total times, not impressed. There are at least five to eight high-level elite athletes and not one subbed or one sub 103. What are your thoughts on the race? So basically, he's like something Something's didn't wrong. add up. Rightfully so. Up. Nope. And yet he's been on the other end of it before, if I'm not mistaken, right? Where he's got the advantageous course. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. Glasgow yeah. is like. So it's inter- like it, it's so variable. So you guys all got me relate. thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people messaged me after our last chat about what if I just stopped and walked? <laughs> They're like, I think I would do that. I think we got people's heads turning. If you've tipped treat it like an interval set because you can blow up an interval and get back on it for sure so that got me thinking then with that scenario that you just described let's say that when you warmed up because i what got me thinking this morning on top of that is i just replaced the batteries in my in my rower monitor and it erased everything i had oh does that no why is it related to the batteries it doesn't have a memory yeah well, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe something happened while I was re- replacing. Yeah, like a PM one. What do you got on that? Uh, <laughs> like a three or a four. Come on, get that five. Anyway, Writing in a notebook. Point is, yeah. when I turned it back on and was going <laughs> through all the options, I saw t- that you can test the drag factor. Yep. I was like, all right. It, you know, all all real ergers would tell you that's the first thing you need to do when you get on a machine is test the drag factor so that you can see where I should set the damper to actually be at the drag factor I want to pull at. A seven is not a seven across the board if the drag right. factor is different. So if you went through a course prior and you identified the ski erg or the sled or the rower you wanted to be at, how much would you be willing to overcook in order to get to that one and then rest? <laughs> Let's say your sled push, for example. There was one that was significantly newer than all the others. How fast would you be willing to go to get to it? And then would you be willing to just rest there? For a bit, rest just after. literally arrive at the sleds and just just shake it at thirty seconds, and then just <laughs> all right. I'm going to take fifteen seconds, twenty seconds, just to <laughs> calm, and then I get an easier sled rather than I'm going to get here under control, but this sled is beat up and old. I mean, I think that. Oh, I was just going to give an OCR comparison where it's like everyone sees that this this particular Z wall doesn't have mud on it and it's leaning a certain way. People mm-hmm. sell out to get to that one, so I think there is precedent, but. You can talk high rock specific. Or How much would you be willing to put into that? Might be worth it if it's if it's bad elements. Well, say yes. If it's the first one. If it's the first. Well, say it's the first sled. You know you uh, have to, yeah, get, there have to get there first. But it's um, going to be it's it's seven eight better. minutes. Yeah, it's seven eight minutes into the race. At that point, it's like, or I guess, 
10, but I that mean, might be a worth good, it. A good sled push could, like, a good versus like a bad, could be like two minutes. It could be two minutes difference. So you could rest a full minute after that sled push. You get a 60 <sighs> seconds. Because I would, I would rest after. I would keep pushing it, give it that, and then I would walk out of there. Walk. Yep. And, and you save a minute. It. You'd split it? Yeah. I'd no, rest you, you to get t- it out of my system. Because you, would rest on that you sled don't want to blow up on a nice sled. But that's where you save so much time. You wouldn't want to get to the sled push and then just like... You, so you're saying you would save the time up front by selling out to get there? I'm saying I would energy. sell out and then hammer the thing till I can yep. get that benefit of the sled. <laughs> I, I'm okay. with and then, Rich. And then, and then I'm walking out. Rich has a big lead. You go right into it, just selling out on it. You might cause other competitors to sell out, thinking that you're just having a great day, even though realistically you've got a, a butter sled. A minute, and so okay, so then let's do that math then. So yeah, a fast K. Um, say that's what do you think I'd have to be to, to be first, no matter what? Three twenty. Three twenty. Twenty. And then I could pull like one forty threes. Probably is where I could pull and come so you out have of to there. Do another three twenty five. And then another 325. So where are we at? We're at, we're at 10 like 10 minutes, like a 10, 10-ish minute hard interval. And then into like a minute 45 sled. We're you like might need minutes. 90 seconds. Uh, yeah, yeah, you might need 90 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you might need that. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's kind of a long interval. And Bracken, but, you're saying that you know that the other ones are basically like glued to the carpet. That is they'll the be golden pulling, sled. They'll be pulling sleds. Yeah. Okay. Man, that, or, I think it's oh, worth it. Bad. So, yeah. so then that, that – continued my line of thinking down and we had been talking about on on running public about how you can average for let's say a two-hour race you can average your lactate threshold heart rate in a trail race or ocr because you're going above and below above and below Averaging you can't out. average one you can't run 170 for two hours yeah. you can right. only run it for an hour cardiac but you can gonna get you there yeah. well, even just you can't physically hold it for longer than no. an hour if it's yeah. your true lactate threshold if you're, you're like the most well-trained on the planet even yeah. if okay. you go above below I see. Since Hyrox is the ultimate game of don't tip, what if you decided to do the opposite way and fart lick it? Has anyone uh, yet tried to treat it like a doubles or a fart lick workout and crank, rest, crank, rest? Usually it's like, I'm going to work an entire station and rest on the next station, but like fart lick run or fart lick sled or anything oh, like during, that. Would during you consider pieces. up, down, up, down the whole time? Treat You're saying like, like a, an interval workout, like a three and a half minute fartlek. At that no, point? like a sixty minute fartlek run. So like you would do, you come out of the sled, you you push the sled hard. And well, the, the sled's kind of a fartlek anyway because you have to put in rest. But like you do the first lap of your okay. That, I run was wondering easy, if you meant laps and then do it hard the, and then do it easy again. Yeah, or of. thirty on thirty off no. the whole run. That's not going to get you a faster time. It might equal. I think you can get pretty close. I'm just looking at it from like the the track and field world. There's a reason people don't make these big surges in this. I know it's not the same as running, but the like same. from an energy well, standpoint, races. would you do that in the marathon? Would you be like, all right, this four, this 400, I'm going to be running at 440 pace, and this next one, I'm doing five flat pace, like for the My high end guess people. Is the average human would have as good a chance of PRing? running on and off miles as if they tried to just run it steady the whole time the non maybe not highly trained non highly trained and i also think that the sub elites how many times do we see these like 214 to 224 guys pr in training and bomb on race day 
because they're trying to ride an edge on a race day. They can't. And if they fall off it at all, they're off. But in training, when they're doing like five miles tempo, five miles marathon pace, five mile tempo, they'll end up running. Like CJ Albertson ran what? 212 or 214 in training one time? Yeesh. But he's blown up Nasty. as many times as he's succeeded. I think that there's something to it if you can't ride it perfectly over, under, over, under. I don't know Bragger. if it would work for high rocks. My only caveat with that is I would take the opening lap, however long, if it's 333 or 500 or 250, whatever that opening one is, that I would start off slow. Because people who, if you're talking about your average athlete, pacing <laughs> is something that they struggle with, so don't go out too too fast. I agree. And then back to Warsaw, Austin Azar was there. His sled pull was 6'10". He's like 200 pounds and has the grip of an absolute gorilla. Like it was legit. shorter. It was almost the same length as his dead hang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> legit. Legitimately. So that's, like, that's not an off day. Just like CrossFit Madrid, he just had a bad day. He wasn't bad day. In a pull, he wasn't in a pole cycle. We don't want to yeah. hold it against them, you know? Yeah. There are means... athletes you can look at them and be like, I understand he wasn't peaked, or I know he's mentally fragile. Austin walks <laughs> around in ready-to-die fitness. And yeah. he walks yeah. around in I can take myself to any place I need to go fitness. And if Grant, I mean, this is an early season race for Grant, but if he's saying he's fit, I mean, that's not a great sign no. for him. Because even if, like, I mean, even 63, if you take off... What at four minutes? He's still what two minutes slower than his PR. If you're giving four minutes on the sled, which would be, but it's what is it gracious? To you? Yeah, it, we all know that feeling of coming off a sled blown up and you can't yep. access anything. Nope. In right theory, up. you should come off ready to run. Yep. But it, you're not because you're under tension for so long. Even though it's not cardiovascular, you're just mm -hmm. under muscular contraction for so long. Yes, yeah, restricting blood flow. It's just like taking a lot out of you and then mentally man if you're sitting there for that long it's gonna be hard to get back into it because you're like maybe i suck today it's basically like you hit a false summit on a hill you're like oh, all i have to do is make it to this point and then it's like crap i have two more minutes left and like you just you burn the candle already and you're in trouble but burnt that it, match are we so what are you doing candles now do you have full candles match, to burn the match well you like, use a match to light a okay. candle i guess do i have candles to burn what, what, what how's it work i, I thought it was we burn matches yeah. <laughs> Maybe Jack's yeah. preparing for a blackout. Jack burns candles. So yeah. what does the athlete do? What do you do? What do the listeners do if they run into the impossible burger of sleds? How how do you readjust and and be successful? When it's like this, all it can then potentially turn into is just practice in your mental game and trying to stay present for the remainder of that race. You know, like it's in terms of time it's shot you're not going to be able to make it back you know like you said because time under tension and and just the time it took to do it like you got to run the racer in then you just got to turn it into who's around and race them does yeah, this make you, you want to overload like crazy for like one workout per week and have some six minute sleds that are at like a thousand pounds just to make sure you know I don't know. I think it might, I might overload a little bit today. I only have a week. I'm I'm out of here. Next Wednesday, I'm gone. Full taper. Gonna do some taper. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it this week. Pretty pretty yeah. Pretty hard. 
and then relatively regular taper. Yeah. Let, let me just add one other. Um, actually, we should probably answer Bracken's question. I, I was going to say, do you think you know right away, like push number one, you're like, oh, this is a bad one today. Like your, your first effort off the line. I think that you can sense that almost immediately. You're like, this is going to be a bad day. Time's going out the window. If you see like four or five people who don't struggle on sleds, like come up next to you and they're, tr- and they're in trouble, at that point, you're right. It's just a mental battle for the rest of it. Time's not going to, you're not going to qualify based on time at that point. And maybe just try a new technique, maybe burn yourself out just so you might know that feeling for the rest of the year if you come across it again or, or how you're going to feel fatigue later in the race later in the year. But I think you just kind of wave the right, wave the white flag at that point because you know you're not going to run a fast time. So, Rich, you get, let's say in Spain, you get to the sled push and it is outrageously slow and heavy. Mm. Do you immediately reassess and say, I'm doing push three to four steps and stop and rest short? Or are you saying, as soon as I get it moving, I go as far as I can and then take as long as I need? Uh, probably the former. Just like getting, moving it and not blowing myself up. Because if it's immovable like that, yeah, like half the distance or three quarters of the distance will... I'll probably give all that time back just on the rest between the next for the next push. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably just inching it along, like shimmying it, something like that. Okay. What do you think if you got to, if you're Graham Holiday in this, I don't know what the rules say, but if you, if you are pulling that sled and it's not budging, can you go to a different lane? Cause there's a timing mat in the middle and there's a chip. I believe there's a chip on the, sled somehow or no no that can't be right that's what they say anyway that there's yeah, something in the middle hit that timing mat yeah like rylan had an issue with going over the the bump from the timing mat right well i had something like that in dallas but i think that was just the freaking floor itself they just put it on like a grate there's a good place for sled push how about right here <laughs> um but there is a way that it measures the way like down and back that's how they can assess penalties if you don't do the full so, like, if you're pulling it and, like, pull it three inches and don't get halfway, you're like, this sucks. I would probably move to a different sled. <laughs> I think that's what I would do at this point now. If I get yeah. to Spain and, like, I'm pushing it for an inch, I might just back it up and move somewhere else. Just just pull the I don't speak Spanish card. You're good. Yeah. No, yeah. that's true. And I would just, yeah, the, uh, that's yes, the, no, the opposite, no bueno. of, no the bueno. opposite <laughs> of opposite yeah. of on hell. Just be like, hmm. <laughs> That's that's what I think I would do. I think I would go to if yeah. in that scenario where I'm flying to Spain, and on the second station I'm hit with a sled that is just immovable. I'm gonna try to take a bet yeah. that maybe another lane won't be bad because that is a likely scenario with high rocks. Like that, the sled three lanes down might be better than the sled that you're on. Yeah. Standardization. Do you think yeah. you can tell by looking at them the state of the bottom? If I saw the bottoms. No, if you Probably. couldn't see the bottom, can oh. you tell from the sides and top what the bottom might be like? You pick your horse in, in advance, big. It's one of these three I want to try. You might be able to tell because of the carpet. Like, if it's all crazy, you might be like, some people were struggling here. But that's the only thing I could think of. So you're saying if I saw other people push it, and mm-hmm. then I'm like, I bet the bottom of that one is worse mm-hmm. than that one? I don't like know. Like watching I think, age group I, I think in so. Chicago. Watching Rob Patty John and some people go through, there were a few times that a group, a new group got in and one sled just went and people are looking at it. And one of the times it was one of the runners was just moving it 
And then the next time through, like a dad by guy came through and just moved that one. And I was thinking that either the boat, they were both prepared for this or that sled actually is just moving better. Like if you're not the first wave, I think I'd be perched right there watching sleds. Yeah, I know. Pull also. I've, don't don't only focus notes, on the push. Like, all right. Yeah. One and three look good. And then just all right, now three looks bad. One and five might be my options. Do they, they try to direct? you though? They try to, but you don't have to. I've done it before. Okay. Where I've gone like some uh, to a completely different end, and they're like, "No, yeah. no, here." And I'm just like, "No, nah, yeah, yeah." No, nah, I got this. Yeah. No okay. bueno. No bueno. Adios. I have bad gas. Stay bad away. Gas. Meatballs. Not good. Meatballs. Yeah. So, All right. so real quick, just one last point on this. I'm I'm looking at uh, Graham's summary. Also, I forgot to mention this. Um, he said Eric swooped in on the second heat and took first. So that is confirmed. That's crazy. Why would he be in the first heat? That makes me worried. Even though not really. Like, I can run this by myself. I can run this Maybe with better. no one else. <laughs> it might be better. Yeah. It might be better. Yeah, that'd be fine. Um, we used to talk about that at stadium races, that one of these times we'd like to be in the second wave and, and just, just run people free down. run and not mm-hmm. worry oh, about yeah. tactics. I think High Rocks is the same way. Could be. Just be the fastest in your heat chill through the ski and then be like wow these sleds are great look how much faster i am than everyone not looking Might around be best path yeah no i would be okay with it i should have put in a different time i should have put in like a 80 minute projected time getting that slower heat <laughs> maybe somewhere in the middle i saw the uh the course maps out of course that's not the way to say it, but it is i guess a course map it's looking it's like a two and a half looper good it kind of it kind of looks like chicago with in is one and then it funnels you out um, the other direction. It looks good. It looks fine. Okay. Those are longer rock zones, but they're not rhythm breaking. No. Which really like turns. Let's get the longest rock zone we can have. Yeah. And it's not gonna be like Chicago, like the the long section there is skierg. It's not burpee broad jump. So we know it's not like good hundred yards. Yeah. <laughs> or like right. when it's stretched one because in Chicago it's Burby Broad jumps a point to point. So you know it's at least 80 meters yards in CrossFit. My bad. 80 <sighs> yards in CrossFit. Nope. So, still, still, still the same. Oh, yeah. yeah. We measured it. We measured yeah. it. So I know, I, I, so the, the rock zone might be that long, but it's not that plus. Like in Chicago, it's like probably 100 yards, 100 right. meters. So if we're watching, zone. if we're looking at the splits, watching your race, should we assume you're going to be a little behind time wise because of that long first rock zone and then it'll continue to chip down? Is that. We should I think, think that first rock zone should actually be kind of fast because you'll run through it, and then you can run to the end of the skier, and the first run is going to be a little bit short. I think okay. the first run yeah. is under. Is so about, it'll equal, you know, short first, long right after it, and it, it'll the rest of the rock zones. Good. Yeah. yeah, the rest okay. of the run should be a little bit longer. Cool. Um, and I have this theory that uh, people approach the rock zone the way they're going to approach the rock zone, regardless of how long the runs are. So the people that know mm-hmm. I recover on the rock zone and I get to work once I get on the course, they're going to do that whether it's 40 meters out or 400 meters out. And people like yourself, and I would say a Dylan or a Kent or a Megita, people that want to use the rock zone, I think it, long rock zones only help. Because the distance is going to be roughly the same. You've talked about that. It's run plus rocks is roughly your 8K. Mm-hmm. So the more, K, right? 8. Something, yeah. 8.7. Yeah. The more you can put into the rock zone, I think the more it benefits the true compromised runners who want to weaponize the rock zone. Yeah. Because if it's 100 meters out, they're going to dog it for most of those 100 if they plan on dogging it out anyway. 
I don't think most people adjust on the fly for I give myself 20 seconds or 20 meters of feeling sorry for myself and then I get to work. So I think it would help you being on a long rock zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, especially without turns. Like a long rock zone that's all turns and like mm-hmm. in and out, like that's not great. And then you got to think about where you're going a little bit. But if, but it's, if just, it's straight you go running, out, turn right. Either way. Yeah. Come in, turn right into the station, go out of the station, turn right again. Should be, should be good. You watch people come off the sleds and they're just deciding, I'm going to get my life together until I'm on the track. Yeah. And sometimes that is a long way. Or same thing out of lunges. But that's also why a, a short rock zone is advantageous as well, just because we can get onto the course and get that rhythm in right away. Right. Yeah. Less weaving, though, at that point. But For sure. Yeah. And the race is like 6.30 p.m. Heck it's yeah. Time. Late. I'm chilling. That's no, good that's for probably, you. That's probably good for you. Yeah, it'll feel here. more like U.S. time. That's like 11.30 a.m. You're going to be jet-lagged a little bit. I'm still going to be up all day. You know, it's not like yeah. I'm going to sleep until noon. Yeah. Maybe. That'd be great. All right. We had a DecaFit in St. Louis that no one saw. No one's seen results. Nothing? Um, I, te- I texted Yancey and he said that no results impacted the top 20. So... He, he was going to try to send me a, a report on it, but it, uh, it just didn't happen. Let's move along then. Let's talk How about would the you fi- feel showing up there, doing your first one, or running your best time, and they'd be like, I don't think we're going to give results for this. Sorry, nothing. And the, 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 the results for the roadshow are well, a disaster I also, anyway. talked, I also talked with Patrick Hamill. He's the, the guy basically behind the scenes who does all the um, results for DECA and works with Spartan also. So uh, he said it was t- all timed in-house by first form. So that's a little different huh. than, than what they've done. So it could have just been a communication mm-hmm. issue. They're just not posting they it They still have it somewhere. But yeah. it's, not the, it's not the normal way of doing it because you saw that they had the Indianapolis Roadshow up there pretty quickly. They've had Puerto Rico. They've had you know, the roadshows get up there. And also, shout out to to Patrick. I don't know if you saw the the new um, Decker results at races. They show different splits, run splits, zone good. splits, total like the good Each breakdown. Run? Get it? Yeah, we had a nice, nice phone call. He's he's working behind the scenes to like retroactively add stuff as well from the older races. But it's gonna Whoa. be run number one was a minute forty Which is immediately plus. on the website. Oh, yeah. Going on. Yeah. yeah. No, Pat Patrick was very very open to uh making some changes so good guy good that's great because that's something that you know i never want to assume how these things work because i don't know i've never seen how it works but if you figure if you can get splits for the station in and out like there should be splits available for each run right yep exactly and so so it'll have run time plus zone time plus total for that run plus zone plus cumulative into the race so it should have four different columns and that way you can see like I reached zone five in 15 minutes this time, and last time I was 15:30, so I ran really well in the first half of the race, for instance, or went out too hot. So I, I think that a lot of athletes are going to see some a pretty good benefit from this. That's great, very yeah. helpful. So here's Meg exactly, Jacoby's time. It's exactly what you'd hope for from a sterile station-based event that you could mm-hmm. just make it so data-driven. So good on them. Yep. And do you see that gap column also? That is behind the fastest person. If it's a dash next to it, that means that Ooh. Meg with their 156.3 had the fastest run, but she was two seconds slower on the lunges, 
with her uh, on the run leading into the lunges, for instance. So I think that it's really good information. How many times have you made a chart like this for one of your athletes or yourself, Rich? For high uh, rocks or? All the time. Yeah, this is what this is like all you do as a hybrid yeah. coach is like, all right, here we'll we'll pull in your data from Chicago and we'll pull in yours from Dallas and here's how you rank in your bolding where you were plus and italic where you were minus and now they're doing it for you. That's fantastic. That's yep. great. And that's that's something I because you can't get these run splits. I can get mine because I can watch the live stream and I can sort of make mm -hmm. it out. Like, oh, here I come in, there, stopwatch. There are like 10 people in the entire day who can get their run splits, basically. For sure, men and yeah. women, and double. Yeah. The rest are telling your athletes you're working with, like, hey, I know it's tough, but try to remember to take splits if you want us to be able to use them. And it's always like, I came off of the row and I was I forgot the rest of the time. And this is good. Oh, this, is, this is interesting. Very yeah, good. this, is, this yeah. is great, actually. Then hit it there. Okay, what's tell me what the gap is so again? Gap, so one thirty three for Meg on her air bike, and five point four seconds was the gap. That means that presumably Carly was five point four seconds faster than her on Some, the air bike. The fastest person was yes. that much faster. But Meg was the fastest on the ski erg with her two hundred five point two because she has a dash next to her for the gap. And with the run too. So there's some yep. runs where she wasn't the fastest. That's pretty crazy. Who ran yeah. five seconds faster than her after the ski erg? I don't know. You could look it up. Who did? It? I want to know right now. Okay. <laughs> you think I know? Yeah. Jack, yeah. who did this? Okay. But bottom, also the cumulative column right there, that shows you where you're ah, at. That's great. So that's, that's great good stuff. The only thing I would want more than that is the actual zone rank. The way I had that in the does. previous one. But, but does the zone rank, let's say you're in lunges and it shows you 11th, but you're three seconds slower in the lunges it's like is there really a, enough you can do at that point and how, it's just fun i know i know but it you you do have a limited card so rich is looking at this on a pc if you're on your phone it might be a little overload but i, I see your point that's yeah they ha Whatever. it's just they had it. stupid no, laptop they've replaced it with better things yeah they used but. to have it right right okay so now it's now this rank is just where you were with the run and the station combined Right, what are like you looking at? I think look it's at where you are here. coming out of the station. Oh, this is Rich's time. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's actually kind of cool, though. It can kind of tell. If you're an elite racer, you can kind of tell where you're at. Yeah. You were right. fourth after the med balls heading into the ski erg, and then Dylan passed you on the ski erg. So that, that's why you go from one to two right there. Yep. And then you ram that thing home. You better <laughs> believe it. Yeah. Where are we at? Seventh to fifth. I actually ran okay. Look at that. Plus yeah. one, plus 1.2. That's not that bad. This, however, this is pretty that, good. That zone number eight run, not so nice. <laughs> this is slower than Meg's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meg's fast, though. Meg is fast, yeah. though. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's talk yeah. about OCR Shout real quick. Patrick, or, anyway. We're actually, since we're on DECA, Jack, do you have a start list or anything for? Yeah. Oh, man, there are some names. Yancey sent got, me the, the email. Got DECA Orlando coming up. Basically, last chance qualifier for DECA fit. BK. How much are flights to Orlando? It's got to be cheap. Get there. It's camping or something, right? Yeah. It's camping. Always camping. Nope, no camping. What, what would you have run? Or do you want to hear who's there to, so you can kind of get a sense? Let's, let's hear who's let's, there. Let's do the theoretical. All right, we'll start with the men's because they go out first. Um, so you have Kyle Reed. I don't, I'm naming people who have run sub 33 at this point, just top end, um, just because they're trying to make in that top 20 for world championships. So Kyle Reed, he was... 
32-44 before. Dustin Needham, I think he's been in the 33s. Um, he'll be there. Chaz Hatton has been 32-30s. Uh, Dylan Scott. Dylan's going. Dylan's going. Glenn Race coming from he's better, California. He better be eating hot dogs if he goes down there. Why is he doing the? Is, is he doing the deck of dogs Dylan, before this? I know. D- Dylan's I on the list, but I weekend. thought that he said he's doing the, this week. The, the hot dogs in North Carolina. So maybe he registered and is not racing. I'm a little confused now. He's not because um, deck. He can't miskid the deck of dog, dude. If yeah, he's gonna, no, he's not he, allowed to. He's not going to Orlando. Yeah, Last so he must have he must have pre-registered and then decided. He had his mark already from Philadelphia because it went well. So, okay. So, we'll ignore uh, Dylan, but Glenn Race, he'll be there. VJ, Mark Falcone, who was in the high 32s, low 33s, Kevin Gregory, Isaac Sanderson. I am excited to see oh, nice. what he'll he's do. Nice. He's already in that first wave, um, unless a couple people bump him out, but that's probably not going to happen at this point. Uh, and then. This name is Nick Riker, Johnny Morris, Aaron Nolan, and this name. I want to know how you guys think he will do. Isaiah Vidal. Whoa. I like it. Think? I don't think he's going to do very well, but I, I don't like think it. So either. I, I like is to see he, him do a strong. He's actually going? Confirmed going? Confirmed going. He signed up like two days ago. <sighs> I don't know, man. Strong, nasty, mile, maybe fits too long. Yeah. A lot of running. A lot I of high-end s- running. I saw what he was doing in the running events and CrossFit semifinals, and he has lost a step or two. Like, he wasn't even winning those against CrossFitters, and he was already on the slow end for running. But his just go engine, 500 meters is short enough to kind of fake it, I, I have a feeling. Like, he could be dangerous, Man. but my gut, he'll probably do, like, 1130 on the zones. He'll be a little slower than Kent and Rylan, and so I think Rich have been in the 11s before on, on the zones. Um, just solely due to experience, he hasn't really done a whole lot of decas, and you just learn a couple tricks, and then just probably, hammer. yeah, pr- probably like six thirty pace, six forty five pace on the runs. What do you think? This he'll is a do? bad. This is a hard event for a crossfitter. Honestly, this is not a good event for like High Rocks is a better event for a crossfitters than this. Yeah, he would have been really, really nasty at this when he was in OCR. Four years ago. Yeah, yeah. Riker's going. Apparently. Why would he even go? He's just going to run 30-20, right 30-25, At the end 30, of the list, so he's, a, he's a late sign-up. Uh, he signed up after Isaiah. So he's got that teaching Noel Medina money as well. Yeah, he's so out there let, just let, big balling. Yeah. Noel Medina? So okay. Yep. Um, you said um, Aaron Nolan's going to run elite? Yeah. He's in that hmm. one. I think well, he's already he, done uh, age group he's already, this year he already has at one point. Qualifier. Uh, Sacramento, because we, we were on a team together when we were there, so he'll he'll be in that John Clark forty five to forty nine division. Uh, skip that. Yeah. BJ's got that swagger back. He, BJ's going he posted that. Be and he said that too. He's like, doesn't matter what my training's like. Doesn't matter if I get sick. Doesn't matter anything. Like I'm sub thirty without a doubt. Like that's that's confidence that you can't. I mean, you can fake that, but having done a deca, you don't come in with that confidence unless you know. I think he's going to be rock solid. I think he's going to do great. He was hoping that this was going to be kind of like the West Palm of last year where everybody showed out. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad to hear that there is going to be a Riker, uh, Glenn. Is that Glenn Glenn versus VJ? That's like Isaac. SoCal. Spartan race. Picking you. Southern California. Yeah. And then, yeah, Isaac will be in that mix. Isaac had an interesting – I'd like to see his splits really quick. 
but someone else someone else say something he, he while I'm hammered doing stuff. Isaiah hammered or Isaac Sanderson hammered the zones and took it he easy on the runs. The yeah, he, he went really like eleven did. something on it. What are his what what is his full end running ability high end running ability like? Chad, got do you know tenth or so in Kelowna. He was around like Jesse Bruce Austin Azar at Kelowna, and he was was doing like age group heats last year, and then he won Utah. Like he's he's good, and I think that he just like I have an ultimate frisbee background, so he's probably a pretty good fast twitch athlete. Those are the, the that's the pinnacle of fast twitch. No, I'm I'm just saying I'm doing it on him, not compared to you me. You know, like me, who's got a fan. No, I was saying the like me. <laughs> he has a, he has a an ultimate frisbee background, comma, and athlete, ultimate frisbee athletes tend to be fast twitch. Now, ultimate frisbee is definitely a sport where you would get you'll get hurt it would be embarrassing but inline's no different inline's probably a little bit you, you, you have no problem getting hurt i won an intramural championship playing. in ultimate frisbee at texas a&m i was i was pretty good at it back in the day i don't doubt it i don't doubt it is that a big sport down there texas a big ultimate frisbee state yeah no, there were we probably twice a week um after i had my internship there was like a a gathering of anywhere from 20 to 40 different people on some really big field and we used to have multiple games going on at once like they had a pretty good scene there crab cakes and frisbee <laughs> I don't know where agriculture that's from. and ultimate frisbee that's what yeah. we do down here that's what we do pretty much yeah, yeah he looks like he needs to chill a little bit i mean he probably should chill on all the stuff like because this like uh this run after air bike and the actual air bike itself that's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. So you should probably chill there, I would the, think. The thing looking at these splits that's Please been really surprising to me is you see a pretty big drop after farmer's carry heading into the air bike. Like, I didn't expect that to be a taxing one. Same as sit-ups. It's like after sit-ups, after farmer's carry, those two things take out more than people realize um, looking at some of you. these splits. Like, yeah. Oh boy, I need to. I, I'm I'm coming away there. I need to have some juice for this thing. Let me let me uh, yeah. do that. Rich Ryan walk situation here, <laughs> and I think that skier into farmers combo, it, the race starts to punch you. Yeah, big time. And you Just don't core, target core, core. that until you've done it a few times. I wouldn't think that this. Oh, this is going to be the spot. Everyone targets the air bike, and when you already come towards it after the farmers carry, like I'm not feeling as good as I wished I would heading into this air bike. And you, yeah, you pull the rich Ryan. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dog this run a little bit. Let me just, uh, let me just uh, tie my shoe. Just yeah. tie my shoe real fast. I mean, when you think of how deck is set up, it's like legs, 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 core, 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 arms, legs again. Or well, it's like arm. upper body, I guess. Upper, upper, and then full no, it's body like for sit up. Yeah. Like in a strong, you'll start to get blown up a little bit. Oh, I'm doing a strong this weekend. Ah, oh, shit. You got to <laughs> do. Uh, it's like sit ups, ski, and then farmers. When I get on that air bike, my arms are a little bit blown up. For sure. And then yeah. it's just like full body, full body, full body. My arms were so pumped out getting to the Ram burpees at the end of my strong. Dude, you're probably freaking yoked. 22s on those <laughs> things when you're done with that, all that blood flowing into those things, into those pipes. I, I could barely talk, but I was rasping for someone to take a picture. <laughs> get a pick. Finish it. Just va vascular. I was yeah. starting to worry that I didn't have the grip strength left to pick the ram up by the end. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, like, would you have your gloves on? You know, that's the only reason I got it up. That's it. That's what she said. Yeah. Oh, Jack, oh, roll right up. Come on, dude. You're uh, this is not the place. when I said eating cocks. Whoa. Got, uh, 
I got two Easy fresh there. two fresh sets of receiver gloves out here, BK. Taking them to Spain with me. Nice. What brand? The I think it's called Bullshit Gloves brand. I don't know. <laughs> there was something on Amazon. They were like fifteen bucks. They're basically disposable because I do take them off and throw them in a high rocks. Fifty fifty percent chance of fifty fifty chance of me going and getting them after the race. I like it. So I got two. Who's who's coming on the women's side, Jack? Uh, let me pull that up. So I, I know that uh, Meg's coming, right? Meg will be there for sure. Camilla Meg will, be, will there. be there. Yep, Shannon Payne, Samantha Faddis, both of uh, Shannon Payne was in the World Champs last year. Um, Samantha Faddis, I thought that she ran twenty something for Deca Miles, so she'll she be was fit. Samantha Moose. Yep, uh, Camilla Massa. You know, she's definitely capable. Amber mm-hmm. Nelson, Claudia Pavia. We, we named a few of these last time, but the rest are, are new. But Claudia, she got third at the North American Elite Series for the 3K. So that'll be cool to see if, you know, she can hang with some of them. Jessica Caviglia, who podiumed earlier this year. Lauren Griffith. Vivian Tefuto. Oh, Alex yeah. Walker. Tara Whoa. Jackson. Sarah Grippy. Wow, we've got... What? World Champs. Into, this is turning into uh, Palm Beach again last year. We're going to have Tara Meg. One. Tara just took back a world record. She did. By she a beat second. One second. Was it 1913? Doesn't yep. matter if you win by an inch or a mile. And a decamile. Vin Diesel said that, and it's never been disproven. Vin Diesel. A win is a win. <laughs> a win is a win. Yeah. But yeah. These are some of- names, dude. Yeah, like Alex Walker, she might be seeing, oh, okay, if I shave some time off, what would it take to get her into that first heat? She needs like a minute off, but I thought she was in the 34s last year. I'd, I'd have to relook it up, but she's faster than a 35, 50, mm-hmm. or 48. She should I be. worry for her in a race like this just because of how stacked it is. If she goes and mixes it up with Meg up front, that ain't going to be good. <sighs> she's true. a strong enough runner. And she's mm-hmm. a good enough hill runner and athlete that when you come out and you run, sure. Lunge, sure. Box, I mean, row, then box. Oh, boy. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, you can get your way through those off being as good as she is at things. You don't necessarily feel it. Jessica Biglia. Yeah, so I, I hope that she – because her time, she's 17th now, right? So she should mm-hmm. be in the – in worlds, I don't know if there'll be three people but to if, bump her back. Yeah, I was gonna say like Michaela, Viola. And okay, Viola, she's, so, she's on here twice too, so she's yeah. really like fourteen, fifteen. So she should be safe. She might be pushing to get into that fast heat. But I'm thinking like a couple of those women are gonna bump out. So really, she's sure. fifteen. Can we see 13, her splits? Yeah. How she ran hers? Alex. Yeah. I don't know if it's backdated at this point. Um, Let's just I'd, click it. Let's All just right. have a look. Um, so you said it's Meg, Vivian, Tara, Alex Walker. Uh, those are some of the Shannon Payne, who was in the top 12 last year. Uh, mm-hmm. Smith Faddis, who I think is going to be at Battle Bunker Final. Camilla Massa. And Camilla Massa. Wow. This is stacked. This is almost. This is. It's better than the men's. Oh, it's definitely better than the men's. I was going to say it might be better than Pennsylvania, but. Nah, they had Rich Ryan. They had the reigning world champion. <laughs> On the women's side. In terms of a spectacle watching that world champion, if you root against them, they're happy. I think you the fact that, that, we have, that we have Meg versus Tara. Huge. Like, regular season, this is going to tell a lot. There's not a lot of sports where those top dogs go at each other leading into the world championships. Yeah. 
You'll see yeah. it after the season for track and field. Like, you, you saw a couple of upsets in um, – didn't Carson Wormholm, didn't he lose a 400 hurdles mm-hmm. race after World Champs? Like, everyone faces each other at Worlds, and then they kind of open up their schedule. Like, sure, I'll, I'll finish this, the Golden Series – or uh, not Golden Series, the Diamond, Diamond League. Um, but leading into it, yeah, they kind of – not dodge each other, but you rarely see it. I get – why people show up after winning an Olympic title or a world title to the next few races because appearance fees, you can't pass them up as a runner. But I can't think of anything worse than prepping all the way for a world or Olympic championship, winning it, and then having to get your shit back together and try to race like five for days sure. later. Seems terrible. I want to be on that champagne tour for like mm-hmm. a month. And then you've got to go to Eugene for the final. Like you're you're bouncing around the world also. Yeah. So looking at Alex's splits here, uh, unless she was super conservative on this row, Meg would have put 20 seconds on her just on the second. Just on the Uh, row? Just on the row. Dang. So either she needs to overcook it or she needs to pick her spots. She should probably pick her spots so she can uh, kind of rally late. I I, I don't don't think she should engage. If I'm Alex, I'm racing to get into the top 10 world champs rather than remaining in heat two. That's probably the smarter way. And Camilla's going to be interesting in this he- in this field where she's put a lot pushed a lot of her chips into the high rocks pot where, and she does really well there. She's a powerful, strong athlete, and her running is coming along. This short of an event wouldn't necessarily bode that well for her, but she's just improved so much. Mm-hmm. So same thing if she just doesn't overcook early, like she spends all of her time doing this. So I could see her making a push. I mean, this podium's stacked. She can make a push for it, but if it's like Meg, Vivian, Tara. Yeah. And did you Which see one of those Tara you want to beat? Yeah. Might did, be hard did you this see time what, through. Yeah. Did you see what Tara did on the rower recently? No. 2K time trial? What do you think she did? Mm, seven flat, because you're saying it's going to be amazing. Bracken, what do you think? 708. 702. Pretty good. Not too many women in the sport are doing that. Pretty good. And she yeah, did well. really I solid. Mean, what is I didn't break seven in my first attempt. Yeah. Yeah, I think my first attempt, I was 659, and I was stoked. I yeah, was like, I, I was 706 or something. I, yeah, I went like 653 or 4 earlier this year, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> Crushed. But that'll be interesting. I mean, so Tara's obviously in station fitness. We'll see how her yeah. running is coming along. And how she – I wouldn't expect her to engage with Meg early, maybe try to pull what she did last year. At, she's she's a smart racer. Yeah. So if her mm-hmm. finish is, is coming along that way, but I don't know. If you're if I'm Tara going into this race, I'm getting there just to see what it's gonna be like to race Meg and not necessarily coming in being like, I'm going to beat Meg. Yeah, I think I've come to the conclusion that for these type of events that leading into the championships you either stay off people's radar or you try something. Uh-huh. I don't think you go out and do what you're going to do at championships. And I think if you're not a top three contender, I think the Magita approach is just mandatory, especially if you're a high rocks athlete coming over like Camilla. I think it's mandatory. You run like Magita. Mm-hmm. You power your way through the back half of this and force yourself up into the race. There's just no way I would want to be fading halfway through and be new to it at the same time. 
I would rather show up to the finish line and be like, I should have gone a station or two early and have some positive momentum heading into the end of the year. I think you just Megita it. Yeah. Otherwise, you're kind of in the situation where Rich is at currently, realistically, and you're probably Shattered. not on people's radar, and that's what <laughs> happened last year. Just listen. A, a and then, total and then turd. You're off, yeah, you're off people's radar, and then you can kind of make a move on them then because they didn't. They saw you get beaten the last time you were out there. How talked with Hunter yesterday, and he talked about LA. And, and, and we I'm, were talking. He's like, you just have to find the line sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, and mm-hmm. I, I blew up, and everyone was saying I was. He's like, I took so much crap for that, and I had so many people say that I was done. And I was just like, no, I. I tried to run a world record pace in everything I did for four straight weeks leading up to that, and I was overcooked, and I decided to go for it anyways just to feel. And then as a result, he got to championships more fresh and knew exactly which line to ride in order to make surges and break people and be able to gap and pump his fist and fire everyone up. He credits his L.A. race to to that. So I think you either Magida or you Hunter, but I wouldn't go out and do the exact same thing I'm about to do. No, no, especially if you need a time, right? Like, and if you're, are any of these um, fringe athletes here, Jack, are, are we seeing Maddie Mansberger, Julia, <clears throat> Julia Ashley, nope. Laura, Laura Winkleman? I would have named them off. I didn't, I don't see them. Scroll okay. down to K- Jess Caviglia just to see where she's at. She's 29, she might be so. 29. It's about a minute. She might need some help. It's about a minute. And with Camilla Chesney coming can't in. can't do another one. I think Bethany's going to get in. She had a couple shots. By roll down. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we got yeah, and uh, we all we all have to subtract one yeah. from each of these because Viola is on here twice. Yeah, Michaela's I think she could have a legit out. shot at getting to thirteen or fourteen if she did another one and then rolling down into the fast heat. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. That's the downside of being Canadian. <laughs> There's not yeah. two shots. Hybrid events just aren't populous where you live. Okay, here. Yep. They got what? one. It was in the rain, but they were out there doing it. Get one per country. The the other That's name it. that we need to talk about because she never gets talked about is Vivian, who's sitting in second place. And we we talked about Meg, how she's going to crush her. We talked about what Tara's strategy is, and we just skip Vivian like usual. It always happens. I mean, that's not. I mean, second place is not going to be easy for Tara. Not saying that she wouldn't win, but saying that. I don't know. I don't know who I'd pick straight up. Pull up Vivian it, splits from Philadelphia. I'm I'm curious on that. Vivian ran that a hard way. Yeah, she crushed. I think she she crushes as she always crushes. She's locked in, dude. That's the thing with her, right? She's to that point where you start to not question how she'll do. Yeah, you just know I can rely on her to execute. She had some of the fastest runs. Like, being faster Mid-ray than Megan crushed, any yeah. run. She didn't take off. She must be confident going into the bike that she can come in and only be a second off of Carly and still be able to run hard into it, where the rest of us are like, I don't yeah. think After I like the way the that fastest, bike's going to feel. And she had the fastest she, farmer's carry as well. She tied Meg exactly on the farmer's. Fastest yeah. run after the assault bike, too. And she didn't panic. You saw her 13th coming out of Ram lunges. That probably includes people from the following heat as well. But third, fourth, yeah. and then held second after the med ball the, the rest of the entire race. 
This is a tough podium. Jack, who are you picking? Oh, of course, throw to me. Go to um, I'm, go, I'm going Meg, just world record holder. We saw what she did. And one, she only done it one time. <laughs> I, I think solely because she's sitting in second place, and I'm just really impressed. I'm going Vivian second place, and no disrespect to Tara, who just set the deck of mile world record and was the deck of fit world champion. I'm putting her third. I, I just think Vivian's in a good place right now, it seems, without seeing a whole lot of her recently. BK, do you, you want to go? What do you got? I'm going to take the Deco World Mile record holder, then Vivian, and then Chris Roglowski. You're just putting Chris in there? Bold strategy. Yeah, she's going to show up. Meg's going to go out hot and drop out. She's going to do what Hunter did in LA. <laughs> well, she's she's she'd have to up. run like 440s to, to overcook yeah. herself. I'd rather um, see her in the men's heat. <laughs> she, she has to opt into the, the earlier race and potentially fight for a podium there. If she, I mean, what were the guys? It's VJ, Glenn. Isaac. Riker, Riker, Isaac. Isaiah. She could be top five. If she runs like 32 flat in the men's race. What if she has to do men's weight? That's, that's the only difference maker. They have the same the s- height. They have the same distance that you have to go on the on the poles and the machines. But the lunges, I don't. I bet doesn't slow her down at all. Ram burpees. The, that's gonna. The ram burpees will slow down. That changes she, it. And then farmers carry as minute. well. It's gonna yeah. be the dead ball is what would cause the issue. Sit ups and dead ball. Ram burpees, I think, are the bigger deal because they're flicking ram like would a, probably add like twenty seconds. Yeah, ram burpees. They're flicking like a toilet paper roll up there. It's that's so not light. scaled right. Yeah, that's no. not scaled right. <laughs> And this, the sled, too. Sled would be so what I'm hearing is Meg's overrated. <laughs> overrated against the dudes. That's why you didn't pick her in your top four or your top yep. three. So, good. I think I'm going to do the same as uh, Jack here. Meg, Vivian, Tara. We haven't seen Tara in a minute. Um, Vivian's fresh yep. on this. All right. That doesn't mean um, keep disrespecting Meg, Tara, Viv. Oh, so you just flipped it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If we're saying Vivian's always not mentioned, then I'm going to continue that streak. Nice. Right. is on a heater right now. I mean, yeah, I mean, that mile record is pretty impressive. Yeah, it's the record. It's pretty, pretty impressive. impressive. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Yep. And then on the men's, I'm going to go Vige. If Riker's going, got to go Riker. He's going to run no faster than 30-28 and no slower than 30-31. Yep. So he'll be, like, right in that range. Sounds good. And then Isaac for third. Exact same for me. You throw it in for the old dogs there, BK. I know you like to do that sometimes. No, I mean on paper that's who it should be. What I'll say is that Riker PRs by 15 seconds. Nah, ah, you can't run no, anything but 30 impossible. colon two. All I'm of a, your all of your credibility's out the window. Yep. Bracket. Where if would you have, where would you have finished? VJ go. Where would you have finished, Bracken? I don't know. Behind Meg. <laughs> so he goes Probably. from 30-30 shape to 31-30 shape to behind Meg. Yeah. So we haven't seen Glenn race this Glenn race race this uh-huh. year, right? Uh, didn't he have that battle with Kirk early on? Oh, you're talking Decca, but he's <laughs> we've seen him race, but not Decca. Yeah, five K. Check his so Decca mile. I thought that he he did one earlier. He's a threat. What's his PR? 31 low. Let me say 31. I thought it was 20. 31 32. Yeah. 
Let's check. Under it. 31. Can we do from can, can we go backwards in the time in the years here? No. Nope. Not going to happen then. But I think I, I think Glenn was like 2 3 seconds ahead of me last year cuz I was 3147 and I think he was like 3140 something and I had that debacle with lunges where my guy counted too many of them and as a result I was behind Glenn and I thought I wasn't going to be able to race uh so I was I was bummed on that but then I got to I'm going to give myself a little star right here. Boom. Favorite. All right. So since we're on DECA, let's talk about one Ryland Shag. You guys didn't answer how fast Isaiah would go earlier. That was my last last thing on that. Oh, 33 flat. 33. 33 flat. I just pulled up my phone here to check what Glenn's PR is. Two hours ago, inquisitive gym teacher is making fantasy football moves. Making moves. This is what happens. Five minutes before recording is supposed to start when Jack well, has soil issues. He's just, Rich yeah. just switches gears. I'm just locked in every which way. BK's feeling good. He thinks he's got the team. I believe you had the highest score in week one last year, too. <laughs> Rich did well, not have took a good second week. or third in the league. Yeah, yeah, she did pretty well. Yeah. I had the lowest score of all time yeah. in week one. That's great. I, it was raining. I, I have all Eagles, and it was raining in New England. What do you want? Swift, I'm dropping him. What a bum. I wouldn't. Why would you ever draft an Eagles running back? I wouldn't. I wouldn't drop I'm him. Hoping for, I'm hoping for the second coming of Westbrook. We got, we got, it's been a while. We got our guy with rib issues. Getting the carries right now. I don't I know. know. It's week one. What do you want? And apparently he's a terrible listener to coaches. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's why the Lions are like, yeah, you're good, but yeah. you're out of here. Cause, got uh, this guy here. coming up through the system. Won't listen to any of us. Nope. Thinks he's better than everybody. <laughs> We're going to give him some PT. Maybe we can get a breakthrough. All right. Let's talk about Ryland Shadag. We have not seen him in a bit. Been a little bit off the radar in terms of, perfor- of uh, racing, but shows up in a race out in Boise. A gym event, Deca Strong, Deca Mile. Throws down times we have never seen before. Broke a barrier in the deck of mile where the previous record held by Kent was 11.05. He's 10.33. And then... For the mile? Might as well, man. How fast it was for strong. And in the mile, he was, I think, 16.13? Where the previous record was like 16.55? Took like 30 to 40 seconds off both. Smashing the records. Before we say anything nice about it. What were the other times like here? Grayson Kilgore was there. I don't think he did anything. Any of the I know he did the team thing. I thought with uh, Ryland because he did. He said that was an interesting way of answering my question. Then, so the organizers did say that this was going to be a fast setup. That the setup was as fast as it could possibly be, with it being within the bounds of the rules. What were the machines? Concept twos and assault videos. So, so, I mean, Ryland did this last year. And everybody's like, we don't believe it. But now it's like, this is what he just does. He can come out and hammer these gym events. Hasn't been running that much, putting in big work on machines, clearly. And we're seeing what, we're, what people are going to be capable of in terms of these shorter DECA station events when focus is put entirely on there. And we're having more of like an engine-based athlete where we're seeing some of the bigger athletes who are power athletes maybe reaching where their ceiling might be. Where it's still like a, as long as a two mile would be, yeah. you know, like it's uh, 
it's still a kind of like a distance event when it, when it boils down to it. So engine and is going to win out where size at a certain point, I think will be a disadvantage in deck strong. That, that strong is so outrageous. Yeah. A lot of really good people have taken several attempts at this. Yeah. To knock off 30 plus seconds is just disgusting. Yep. So like when Kent does his, he's like around 141, 140 on the row. And then on the skis around like 145. And then he's like 45 seconds on the assault bike. So is Ryland doing like 10 seconds faster at all of those? Is he doing like 131, 137 and 35 seconds? Because where else is their time? Do you want to add up a, a theoretical thing? Like what? You what you do? To, I've got my time calculator right here. Well, so, what, what, how much exactly did he break it by? Twenty or thirty-two no, uh, seconds. Thirty-two. Yeah. Yes. How much can strong. you take out? Eight to ten seconds in an ideal setup. Transitions. That's what I'm, how much? Yeah. Uh, Twenty seconds. So he doesn't have to break it by that much in reality. If let's say it's fifteen, he's got seventeen seconds. He's got to take over ten stations. What would be the ideal setup? Like literally inches apart, and you walk laterally. Like is it like you Inhibited do the pivoted so you never have to even turn directions? Oh, so you're you're lunging and you walk two steps into the rower, and then you get out of the rower and you walk like. One step, like one step sideways to the box, jump over, and then one step sideways or forward to this. Sit up. It'd be like a little jagged route that you're you're just saving steps, and you're always the way you would step off a machine naturally would take you into the next machine. It's like you can fall fall off the step overs into the sit ups, basically. Like you're just there. Yes, and then having like the ball set up at your head, so you can kind of like dive and turn. Exactly. And then having the the dead dumbbells right next to the ski, and then having the assault bike right next to the dumbbells, so that the ski and the dumbbell, the ski and the assault bike are right next to each other. You would drop. You'd have your pedal set up at like a, what would you call it, like a ten o'clock position. So you drop, step over the top of the bike onto it, and are already going. So it's facing the other direction. <laughs> yeah. So everything would be. Really intuitive. You you could take twenty seconds for and sure. The dead balls are right next to you. Like you get off, you, you get off, and you like you turn your body and you're doing them. Yeah. No tank is right there. Yeah, I guess it could be twenty I'm seconds if it's spares. No, no, no. Twenty. Yeah. Well, maybe twenty seconds like if it's a moderate setup. Like say it's like a, a line right where mm-hmm. there is some steps. Like a bad setup. Yeah, you can save like a minute. But good setup versus great setup. 10 10 seconds yeah so i i just i just did some quick math if you do let's just do each zone so what 30 to 35 seconds for lunges mm-hmm. minute 40 for rower i think it's gonna be faster than that and i'm I'm just talking strapping in all, all like he'll probably be 135 on the display i bet he was 135 to 138 yeah let, let me just so let me call just go 140 these. okay let me let me just do my my time so 30 seconds for step overs Sit-ups, mm-hmm. 40 seconds, because it's the easier method. Might even be faster than that. Uh, minute 40 on the ski erg. F- and then 
40 seconds for uh, farmer's carry. I know that's a little harder with the out and back. It's just, yeah, that's the slower method, but yeah. yeah. Um, and then what it can't do, 45 seconds on the uh, assault bike, let's say Ryland It's usually does, like that. Yeah, let's say, let's say 40, 45, and then uh, a minute for shoulder overs. It might be slightly faster than that. Two minutes on the sled, one minute on the ram burpees. That's 10.35. Okay. And that's not absurd. No. It's, it's absurd like, to I mean, do it's the high end of it. max. It's the high end of everything. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it is very good. It's the high end. Continuous. Of that's do. that's uh, that's ridiculous. But but yeah. you can when you break it. it down like that, it's like those are times that people hit. He just did it all in a row. Yes. It, yeah. The absurdity is doing it, stringing it together. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Is it that? It like it's foolish to think that a human's capable of that, just given. We're in our third year. We've seen a lot of people try this with a lot of good competition, and not he, he just pulled a, a Meg, just skipped, you know, the the one hour threshold, went into the fifty eights on high rocks. Like you just mm-hmm. you expected the gap to be like ten fifty for the first time, and then ten forty, then ten thirty. Like it just came out of nowhere. But I, he's been hurt. All he's been working on his zones. You know, Ryland's not just sitting around like. I said it in the group chat. Like it seems crazy, but I don't think it's that that ridiculous. No, I think it. I, I agree. I think he has the best all-around engine in 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 sport and adjacent sports right now. Better than LeBron. <laughs> I think he has, and we've said it from the start. He is super reminiscent of Atkins, but he's Atkins if Atkins had just grown up, grown into loving the gym. Mm-hmm. Like if he decided to learn movement patterns and live on machines and want to bulk up a little bit, he has that type of engine, but he's translated it to every sport he's tried. Like Atkins meets Kent? I don't know. I, I, I honest, honestly don't know, other than it's just like he, to me, is the gym-based Atkins, but also mm-hmm. mountain-based. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. don't know of an engine like his I've ever met. So do you think for his mile, do you think he just did his deck of strong splits and then ran a five forty five? Uh he he's averaging yeah. five forty five and deck of fit. Why or faster? Why can't he do it for if one mile? Enough, if it's a good enough setup, I do think a concrete out and back is the best setup. He had nice rounded corners. He mentioned that in his. It looked like an indoor track, basically, like a forty meter home stretch. Just go around this building or whatever they did. Like Yeah, I would want a rainbow. This, yeah. To run. I, I, I thought that they had a full loop for the 160. I didn't think it was out and back. I mean, loop would be oh, was it? better, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's a lot of turning, man. One big turn. But you saw how Mile, he was great at cornering last year. That was something uh-huh. that he stood out like a second every lap because of his cornering, and he didn't slow down when, when others took a nice tight turn. I think he, he perfected that lollipop corner. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the bike racer in him, understanding to run a, a rounded apex rather, apex rather than to break ever. It's like if he did that, I mean, being able to essentially go back-to-back deck of strong world records and then do a team race in three days, like, he might just be that 1030 guy for now. He's on. him. Ryland is him. These are really good times, man. So it's great to see these times continuing to come down it's still pretty early i mean we have what how many weeks to the championships like 10 11 yeah like 12 i think mm-hmm. so 
who's to say you can't continue to improve, right? Because it's always on the on the cards on the table. But um, yeah. yeah, congratulations to him setting that standard. And like I said, it did this last year too. It came out. I was like, all right, what you thought is possible, think again. We're gonna yep. keep pushing this thing. It's- and what he and Grayson teamed up. They were in the high four teens for like a mile teams yeah but what is who what does that even mean i i know that but what i'm saying is there's not that much of a gap between like what a team can do versus an individual realistic if it's like a minute and a half right there right they're not going that much faster at that point like a couple seconds each zone a couple seconds each 160 loop that's it what i find fascinating about sport especially endurance-based sports is that it seems like every year there's an example someone gets injured and gets better now it doesn't happen in standard running as much but the newer the version of the endurance sport is the more people unlock new ways of better improved ways of training for it when they get hurt you don't see it in track very often people try to limit their atrophy but like in ultra running, mountain running, high rocks, OCR, how many times did someone get hurt, do something different in cross training, like crazy, come back and be like, oh, I'm actually better now. Mm. Like A, it speaks to the youth of the sport, but B, I think it's really cool every time we get confronted with the fact that we don't know most of this yet. And there's a lot of stuff to unearth. Because too often it gets like, I did the training block, I don't know how I'd ever get better than this. It's reassuring when someone does something and gets way better, like, oh, I just tried one other thing, like crazy, and it worked. Yeah, and I guess we'll just see how it does affect the, the his run. Like, if he can come back and run and hit mm-hmm. the stations this way, like, who say he can't? But it's going to need some work. And maybe that's where he's at, right? You can take these 10, 12 weeks, whatever we have coming into it, and take these incredibly high-end stations and start to work some of that running into it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, for someone like me who's also dealing with an injury, like, it's very encouraging seeing him doing stuff like this because I feel like my machine metrics have gone up a ton. Rich, you've seen it, like, I hope that's a good sign for me when I come back, but like Ryland doing this, I think that that's very encouraging for the injured athlete to see someone come out of it like this. Good point. All right. On to OCR. I'll just touch on this real First quick. We don't, have a, a month. we don't have a ton to talk about when it comes to this either. We have the FISO, 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 FISO world championships of obstacle course racing happening this weekend in Belgium. We have the USA roster out here. I'm just going to read this off for the athletes for us to watch. On the 15K squad, we got Jamie Brusa, Annie Doobie, Nicole Miracle. On the men's side, Captain Ian Hosick, Chris Marone, Nick Mask, Sam Osborne, and Kevin Thompson. On the 3K, John Howard III, Nick Mask, Nick Moultrie, Sean Roberts, and Kevin Thompson on that one as well. On the women's side, just Nicole Miracle and Rose Wetzel for whatever reason. Not not Annie or Jamie. Thompson, um, not really weird. Kempson pulling the old, I'm in. Hamstring. I'm out. Mm-hmm. We, right around this time of year is when he does that. You know? We know firsthand. Is this... So I was under the impression there's two different ways that this was going to operate. Like on the age group side of things, you get three bands and only one attempt on an obstacle. If you fail that obstacle, you lose your band. And at the end, you have to do a penalty. I was reading the rules and... It said that it didn't designate that any different than the elite race. Where my understanding was the elite race, one fail DNF is what I understood this race to be. <laughs> Have we heard? 
have not be dived deeply real enough into it. Forthcoming with you. I am out on this whole thing and I haven't even bothered reading about it. You're not even coaching anybody to go over there? I just can't He's not coaching him for that. He won't even do bring it. Like, myself sorry. to care about this. <laughs> I know it's a terrible thing for someone who loves a sport to say, but I just don't have any attachment to this yet. And I hope I'm proven wrong because clearly there are people taking it very seriously and hopefully they get people out in droves and the European contingent is huge, but I can't even like calculate how little this moves the needle for me. Because of the laser pistols? Because of the entire process that got us here to this point. Like, answer me the question. Who's in charge of this? That world obstacle? Right? Do you know that's the answer? That's all I really need to know. <laughs> like, I, and that's I, I that. Just, I For might just be a hater at this point, or obtuse, or a dinosaur, maybe all three. But as long as World Obstacle is involved, to date, I've not seen a positive come from it. So this will be a positive event because it's happening. But man, do I not care. <laughs> is there any way to watch it, Jack? Do you know? I just started I, following on Instagram. I don't. I'm getting all these So, So I'll, I'll add to what Bracken's saying that Europeans actually are caring a lot yeah. about it. The athletes, you're seeing some who were going to come over here a couple of weeks early for OCR Worlds and stuff. They're sticking around for this. Like, it's not just the Danish athletes. It's a lot of the, the Belgian athletes. And it, you're, you're going to see some really good names. I think it's well, encouraging. What else can we expect on the world stage? From and Europe? I yeah. Like, if, if I'm willing to bet, probably this guy, Stein Legrand, he'll probably end up winning it. Um he's just he ended up winning european championship earlier this year in the long course so he's going to be nasty at that you've got Jonas larson and uh leon they're going to do really well in the 3k as well i don't know if the russians are allowed to compete i thought they were going to hold their event in sochi and there was like some big uproar over that because of the anti-doping and stuff that happened and then COVID happened so that initial event got canceled and i i, I don't remember or i don't know where they stand at the moment but you can't discount the Russians from doing well over there. Um, but realistically, like we do have some pretty solid names going over there from the U.S., but I think it's going to be a wake-up call because European style versus North American style, especially if it's that one-and-done method mm -hmm. that you were talking about, Rich, yeah, that might not be good for, for some athletes mm -hmm. from the U.S. specifically. Sean Roberts will be a factor. Yeah, he could win sure. the whole thing. I wish he was he in really the team, too. I think he might be doing what Annie's doing, where it's like, why isn't she in the 3K? She might put all of her chips towards the 15K, just like Sean's doing all of them for the 3K. Yeah, which I like, honestly. Yeah. but And on, and on the women's side for the U.S., I mentioned like some of the, the male contenders. I think we've got some of the front runners with Nicole, Annie, Rose heading over there. You, you've got some very respectable names on the on the women's side from the U.S. I mean this with all due respect. Is Rose a factor? Probably it's going to be heavy, heavy potential. obstacle. I mean, yeah. I just think it's going to be the things that she's least set up to do and has done the least in the last yeah. five years. 
Yeah, Ida and Ulrika, they're on a, uh, the women's team for Denmark, so she'll be there. Ida's, or Ulrika's got fourth once or twice um, at OCR Worlds as well, and she's done really well at European in the past. So you, you're probably right, Rose best case is probably looking at like a top five um the other women just i don't want to be a be hater but i just can't see her going top 10 i think that i think most of our american athletes are going to run into that mm-hmm. it, my real question is are Lindsay and ryan going i haven't seen anything about them not and what and does that mean either so they have tried to align with everyone and everything and what does that say that they haven't given this any credence? Mm-hmm. Like the Europeans have seen happily enough to gobble up any OCR people will give them because they had so little for so long in that gap, you know, those lost years. But you just can't show up and say, hi, I'm here and this is the world championship and expect everyone to believe you. And if mm-hmm. the two greatest of all time won't accept it, it says something about what they know about you. So if you create it and people show up and do it, it can turn into a success. So this could be a long-term success. But Lindsay is the nicest, most forgiving person in the sport. And she hasn't given them any sort of grace after she's tried to get to know them. She's kind of my litmus test. She's my barometer for, should I try something? If Lindsay's like, I don't trust these people, Hmm. then I trust my gut if it aligns with hers. Could you see this turning into kind of like soccer where it's not as big of a deal in the U.S. yet, but the Europeans are like, this is a great experience. We're just sure. going to have this every single year, and we're treating this seriously. Like, that's how I see this turning. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I hope and I'm real wrong. Quick, yeah. I hope it worked because if it works really well, it doesn't matter if the people at the top are snakes. It yeah. still gives athletes sport to participate in. And the top of most federations are corrupt and not in it for the love of the sport. You know Ian Adamson has no love for the sport because he's not part of the sport. But if he can give us a place to play and make money doing it, then it's good for the sport as a whole as long as Mm -hmm. there's some checks and balances. So I hope it works. I do. Yeah. Rich, you mentioned for the men's side, Sean Roberts and Kempton's backing out. I thought Ryland was the other one on the 3K. Is he confirmed going over there still? I believe he's not going over. Okay. So we're two of three out for the three. That would have been a nasty crew. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. They do have a YouTube channel. They do have an Instagram page. Don't mm-hmm. know if we're going to be able to catch it on that. If something compelling and fun happens, we'll make sure to keep you posted on that. We'll touch on some of the results next week. If they're, if we're, if they're accessible, <laughs> if who knows how those are going to look as well. There's a hundred meter out there too. Benny Gifford's going to represent doing work. For the nation. I think Jaleesa's going over there for the women and she won OCR Worlds in the hundred. Like she's gonna she's gonna win. <laughs> Does the one hundred move the needle for you guys at all? No. No, it's what? the same same course every single time. Like it's too Easy sterile. Ninja Warrior. And I, I'll just I watch Hard it. Ninja Warrior. It, it, it's weird because <laughs> my my perspective is it's too sterile, yet Decca and High Rocks are the same thing over and over again. And I like the fast, I like the excitement. But in that particular event, I think that they should change it up. Like, if you look at bouldering, you, you have speed climbing and lead climbing. I, I think those are the classifications. The speed is the exact same every single time. And, like, the winner's seven seconds for a 7.01. And, like, you, you just it's just fractional differences at that point with minor movement changes. But lead 
it gets revealed like 10 minutes before the competition starts and it's different every single time. That's the path that I think they should have gone. Hmm. It feels like field events for track and field. It feels sport adjacent. Or the difference, like, maybe it's the difference between the 100 meter dash and the, and the 5K. No, it would be like, no, it's like race walking. <laughs> it's like, oh, here's a sport that already exists that is like for the high end. And here's just like a, a, a less competitive, easier version of it. Even though race walking, we heard, blows up the front of your shins. Don't say it. Don't say it doesn't. But when there's already something like a, like American Ninja Warrior that exists, like why? Again, it's just it's pickleball. Like, what do we need to? I think are there are harder versions of this already available. Why do we? Why does this need to exist? Well, we see these with like the firefighter games, right? Yeah, those are like the yard games. Those those uh, courses there are spectacular to watch, but will people in our sport sit down and watch it? Or is this something you consume in 12 seconds on Instagram and scroll past? It, well, it's not as cool as Ninja Warrior. I know we're going to get criticism for know? being very negative. Me specifically. I'm You specifically. This. Who's I'm we? Very negative. Yeah. I didn't tune in to watch the 100 when OCR World Championships held it. Hmm. Now it's a company that I believe is corrupt and not even acting in our sport's best interest. I'm for sure I'm not t- tuning into it. They got pistols in the 100 meter? <laughs> Two of them. I think the whole time. Just I think you're running and firing <laughs> off, pew, pew. shooting as you're going. It's like Duck Hunter. <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm not that interested in that. But, I mean, if there's something to consume, what else we got this weekend? What else do you have to watch? The next High Rocks is Madrid. <laughs> no, how dare you? Football. Football season. Thursday night, that Minnesota-Philadelphia rivalry is happening where Eagles just beat the buns off of Minnesota every single time. So that should be fun. That's what I'll watch. What do we got to plug this week? What's going on on TRP? Can't, can't call it. No, no, no guests. No guests. The last scheduled. two times you've asked me, what have I said? I, I, I don't remember. Jack, do you remember I what I say each time? Uh, I don't want to mention the guests who's showing up because they always cancel on me. Are, are you speaking about this yeah, particular person? Yeah, 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 that specific thing. I said, I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. In the last two times, we've had scheduling issues and gone a different route. So I just what's wasn't av- what's, what's available? What's been recorded that people can go back and, and, and actually listen to that's already happened? Well, we have an episode dropping today, which is basically like, if I could just buy one blank, what would it be right now? It's like... If I just had one road shoe or one race shoe or one trail shoe or one – like if someone is new to it or just got a, a – a, their insurance company is like, we want to cover your next $500 of training because it's going to make you healthier. What should you spend it on right now? Hmm. Or if you're new to the sport or it's just Christmas Day, I want a splurge shoe or I want a whatever. So it's our, our like gift buying guide at holidays except for just like right now if you just wanted to go out and just build – your wardrobe, your shoe quiver from scratch, what would you do? East Bay Magazine episode. Oh, man, do we miss that. I do miss East Bay Magazine. It's a Wisconsin company. I know it, man. I know. All right. Well, that's that's something that exists that you can listen to. Uh, (laughs) That is not ever a compliment. (laughs) I was just on Marketplace earlier thinking about one thing to buy. They had a one of those sensory deprivation, deprivation tanks. 
So that's what I would pick for the whole episode. <laughs> really? I don't know. You if, and if someone was giving it to me, put that right, next, so hang out. next to the Hunter new Hunter asked me yesterday. <laughs> You're on Hunter's thing. You can go check out Morning Wood Radio. Well, he asked me yesterday, what do you believe is the single mo- – if you had to invest in one thing for High Rocks? He asked, what, what was my predictor for if you're going to be good at High Rocks or not, and what would you buy one thing to train for it? And he's dead set on one thing, and I disagreed with him entirely. What, do you, what would you choose if you could only have one piece of equipment, and what did he choose? One piece of, of High Rocks equipment? Yeah, invest in one thing to train for High Rocks. And you get nothing else. Sandbag. Yeah. Sled. Lunges, you can do thrusters, you can do cleans. That's my guess. He said Skierg. Mm-hmm. That would have been my He second said the choice. greatest predictor of High Rocks is uh, a 10K and a Skierg. That's because he blasts everybody in the Skierg and he just looks at himself like, whatever you're awesome at is what everybody yeah. else needs to be awesome at. So I disagreed with him. Yeah, but totally. Like, I mean, I also disagree. Look what happened with the guys who were good at skiing in uh, Dubai. Well, that was my point. If you're yeah. really good at those things, you need the opposite. I was uh, a friend of mine's kind of putting together some some fun high rock stuff where he's kind of done the Jack Bauer method and scraped a whole bunch of data from, and he was able to show how well you did in a specific station versus everyone else, and where that the predictor would be for your finish and skier and sled push. We're last and second to last. Hmm. So, so it's a second half race. You their second three quarter race. I mean, yeah, Hunter does it a certain way, and, he, and he's better, and that's better, and that his way is better right. than anyone else's way in the entire world. But does that mean everybody should do it like that? Maybe that, in some worlds. That's like maybe being in like, some worlds. You should go out at Lauren Weeks's pace because you know if you're in the lead after the first thousand or the first five hundred in these, like you're just gonna hold it because she's gonna be there anyway. Right. It works for one person. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you need to buy the thing that you're worst at. Hunter's probably just looking at the sl- skier. Like, yeah, that's, that's the most important <laughs> thing. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. But check out that, BK on Morningwood Radio. We, Kent and I, we talked about just like training for High Rocks. Nothing really, nothing really happened on our end. And that's Another what we camp, got going right? on. Got a camp coming. We're just about full. But if you are interested, plug for the camp. Maybe have two or three spots available, but I would act like literally right now. Uh, September 28th to uh, October 1st. Camp happening. That stuff's going down. What's VJ what around this weekend? Mm. I can see him being like 29.30. Maybe it's just under. 29.37, that's my guess. I'm going to 29.29. All right. 29.44. I like it. 46. What's Meg run? We already talked about record, what he's going to run. No, Meg. Yeah, we know oh, Meg. Nick. Yeah. Break the record? Yeah. 32-10. 32-21. 21. Say she breaks it by one second. Isn't that right around that? 28 or something, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Breaks it by one second. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get the uh, the tech team on that. Got some audio cleanup to do. Thanks to Jack Bauer for that. LVP Hats this off. week. Well aware. Doing it better than anybody in the in the world. <laughs> yeah. Making me edit. All right. We'll talk to you soon. See ya.